just went out. I don't think that was Google Hangout. I think that's uh, my health. Dude, I don't... Were you... Did you ever hear about my ear surgery? No. Were you in Valhalla when that happened? No. Um, did you ever go to Five Hole? No. In North North Florida. I mean, like, that's it's like where the real... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rednecks reside straight up Florida Goonies, you know, jorts and everything that they talk about. They fun there. Wait, 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 they, they said what did they talk about? That's a, that's just where they all live. Oh, I think you know? I thought you said jorts, like jean shorts. Yeah, you know, like everyone there is wearing jorts. <laughs> it's this freshwater spring that opens up into the Swanee River. And it's called Five Hole because there's five giant holes in the ground for this freshwater spring. Of, of, and co- of course, to, just, just like to, just like Coffee County and Bacon. <laughs> five holes, dude. Yeah. Called five holes. They got five holes. What do we call it? What do you think, Jim Bob? But you, to get from one hole to the next, you have to swim underwater at an angle like this where you can't hear or see the person with her on the other side. So is it like spelunking? Yeah, it's just basically cave diving, spelunking. Fuck that. But um, the water's crystal clear. And, you know, you, you can see every aspect of that. And then as soon as it hits the Swanee River, it just turns into, like, this brown-orange diarrhea river. And it, merge, it merges seamlessly into that. But um, I think that's where my ears got infected, after I had already ruptured them at the beach like a week or two before, and I had to get a tympanoplasty. They they literally cut my entire right ear off and folded it over. Jesus fuck. And they took a graft from the side of my neck and made me a new eardrum. And I, I went into the surgery, like, I didn't do any, like, pre-research, like, what a tympanoplasty was, or, like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, casual surgery. Like, I broke my arm, except I broke my ear. And um, it was, like, a two-and-a-half-hour surgery, and I was, like, down for the count for, like, two weeks. You know, I just, I sat in the chair and took hydrocodone and watched Spongebob and, you know, did <laughs> shit for two weeks. Dude, that was, like, my, uh, that was, like, or not like, I guess it's, it's like in that... Hold on. Have I ever showed you this thing? I thought it was a bomb. What? Yeah. No, it looks like something out of fucking Dumbledore's office. Well, I mean, it's like like temperature changes and, you know, it, it yeah. rises up. Yeah. I, just, I saw it in the Zenden 2.0 video. Yeah. And I just remember it's like you're not supposed to, because, like, the clear fluid's methanol. Right, but then all the something lighter than water. Yeah, all the colored stuff is are different things. But I know that they're like cancerous, and I remember when we bought it, it was like like don't break it. And I'm like looking at it now, and it was shipped up with all my stuff from Georgia. 
yeah. and realizing all the little teardrop things it's sitting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like the top of each one's broken off, and I've been sitting in here with it for a while. I think the overall case is still... I mean, I think toxic if you drink, not toxic if you're in the same vicinity. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think that... Um, I mean, it's it's like a lava lamp. Like, you know, don't drink it, and you'll be okay. Well, I mean, dude, I... I Still don't know how to tie a tie, so remember. <laughs> I'm a, Basics. I'm treading. Leech on the feet, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I found another thing. Speaking of tying the tie, the folder I got for my interview at uh, at USC. Yeah, see, there, I'm got the game on right now, playing UCLA. Yeah, remember how I had the taxi driver tie my tie? Yeah. I'm also, I forgot how much of an adult I am because... Uh, when I got my rejection letter, like a little, I went and grabbed the folder back in Athens, and it says U.S. University of Southern California. I just remember I was drunk and I was sad, and I wrote "sucks" <laughs> right under it. Yeah, it, anyway. it. You know, Joey Diaz, the comedian, he said that like when he used to like bomb, he used to like go back to his hotel room and like do a bunch of coke, and he'd like circle the names of these little places and be like, you know. Like, I'm going to fucking come back here one day when I'm famous. Like, full see, full see. And I guess in my mind, I was like, when, I, when I'm a professional doctor, <laughs> when I'm yeah. the best. And, I'm a doctor uh, and you want me to come practice in your city. <laughs> when you need me. No, you'll never need me. Here's my uh, here's my plane ticket from that day. Nice, man. Yeah, man. In the folder. Yeah, it's a piece of history, I guess, because that was the uh, that was the, like a brew book for an ex girlfriend. Yeah, no, I was gonna say that was the uh, that was the day the only TSA agent that's ever been killed was killed, and that was at LAX. Who the hell would kill a TSA agent? November first, two thousand thirteen. Some dude walked in with a an AR fifteen and started opening open fire, kind of where where I landed the day before and where I left the day after. Right. That was somewhere between. Yeah, remember that's when that's when I realized I wasn't getting into LA. The first thing I, like I said to you the other time, the first time I realized I, the first moment I realized I wasn't going to get into USC is as soon as I landed and I got off the plane and the weather was perfect and the girls were hot and I just nope, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's too, nah, this is too good. Too fucking good. <laughs> um, and. The second time was when I was sitting there that morning with everyone trying to make small talk. And everyone at Miami was, like, pretty cool. Everyone at I met at Tulane, New Orleans, all the other people that applied, they were all really cool. Not that I'm one to judge because I'm a fucking faggot, so I don't know what makes me the <laughs> what makes, what makes me the cool, judge. You're cool, gay. Um, you're cool. <laughs> you're cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> But at USC, I just remember that they were all they were all talking about like they're instantly talking about like which residencies make the most money. Like, oh yeah, man, I'm trying to get that house there. And I just remember instantly being like, uh, "This is like I'm not like any of these people." And then like one girl was late, and I forgot how she big. Was late to her interview? No, she. We were all like in there. I guess late. We were all there like an hour early, and she comes in. And I forgot how fucking big California is. And she's like, flew in from Northern California. And she was like, yeah, no, like someone's opening fire at LAX. And no, no, like right before then someone said that. And I was like, well, at least we're all here. Am I right? And this girl's like, someone's like, that's why she's late. 
And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And the next Robert. Yeah. Yeah. And the next, the next part was, is when they were going around, they're like, you know, like say your name and like what school you go to. And it's like, Dartmouth, Harvard, Stanford, Dartmouth, UCLA, Dartmouth, Harvard, Harvard, Cal, Harvard, Thomas Kerrigan, uh, University of Georgia, <laughs> and uh, and I remember uh, it was like you, I, I could feel a bulldog bite, Morgan, a bulldog bite from Coffee County. No, but I remember I could instantly feel like the judging eyes of inadequacy, and. And I remember, like, the girl, one of the girls... I was looking at you, like, what does his parents even do? Like, sell chicken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he washes his hands? <laughs> but I remember one of the girls that went to... Har- there was one person... Just, I really- like, this lady, like, gets up and scoots away from you. Yeah. No, there was one girl next to me that went to Harvard. And I really liked her. She was cool. And, right. uh... Because I was like, man, I don't even want to talk to anybody. I just want to eat all this free food. And she was like, I know, right? And I was like, my girl. <laughs> and, uh... But this other girl that went to Harvard, it, like, like, there's like smelling like blood in the water. They're all like, "Oh, there's the dumb kid." Like he, his his parent his parents must be an alumni. Like that's the only yeah. reason he's here. And the girl was like, "Like Tommy, like so Tom, because because what they do is like the dean will come in, talk to everyone, everyone introduces herself, and then dean leaves." Well, this happened at all my interviews, so I'm guessing it's just a normal thing amongst right. all the, the head fuck alpha competitors, where the dean leaves, and then there's 10 minutes before any interviews start. So they just leave all these hyper-alpha competitive kids. Because for like, for like USC, they said 15,000 students applied. They interview 500 and let in 150. So it's like tippy-tippy-tippy. And they just let you brew in there. Like, I, part of me thinks they probably have a camera. They're I'm like, sure they just go back and watch. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's like, let's see who draws blood he's in. Yeah. And we we're all sitting there, and, like, one girl is, like, instantly, I'm just, like, looking down. And because I'm, like, I've already made a joke about, like, how none of us got shot, so it doesn't matter. Shootings. Yeah. yeah. And one girl was, like, eyes. one girl was, like, Tommy. And I was, like, hey. And she was, like, like, UGA. And I was, like, yeah. They're, like, like how come you're out here? And I was like, I mean, who like, who doesn't want to go to California? And reality was like, I fucking, I applied to every school I could and just like, by luck, like cast a wide enough net. One of them let me come. Yeah. Shotgun theory, man. Seriously. Not looking right. Yeah. Or the Stephen Paddock theory. Is that, yeah. that too soon? I don't know who that is. The guy who lit up at Las Vegas last month. Yeah. It's probably too soon. Okay. Well, well, uh, I know. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> She was like, oh, I like, oh, so like, I guess, uh, I guess they have a pretty good department there. And I was like, uh, what? And, and they were like, well, uh, I guess I'm asking like, like how, how good is the, the pre-med department there? And I instantly realized I was like walking into like a, we all go to Ivy League schools and you're a fucking idiot bulldog. So how good was so how how good is the uh, the pre med department there? And they how, all, how prestigious your school? And they all kind of like looked at each other, and, and I'm sure they were all like ha 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 and eating caviar. And I was like, should do, yeah, let's talk about our MCAT scores too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, uh, and I just it was probably the only good comeback I'll ever have in my life. And I was like, <clears throat> it's good enough to get me here with you guys. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, exactly. and I was like, 
Yep, I fucked myself upside down and backwards, so I'm not going. I mean, I probably would have said the same smart ass remark. My rejection letter beat me home. So. <laughs> yeah. I was home the next day. Go ahead and red eye back to this guy. What? Go ahead and red eye that rejection letter back. Yeah, seriously, dude. It was, uh. Like the nice, like, wax stamp on it and everything. Yeah. You know? Another another time, another moment that made me realize I was too fucking stupid was when we like walked into this one room and that it's there are like no phones out, like nothing, and it was it's the room with all like the bodies that they practice on, and it's just all these corpses, but they're covered with sheets and stuff, and there's even like cameras, like the blacked out cameras to make sure students don't do shit. You know, it's um, it's a very serious thing, I guess, obviously, and they're like. Can anyone uh, can anyone guess like what the cameras are for? And I got the correct answer was like to make sure students like you know treat it with respect or to make sure other people come in here and don't steal body parts. What did you say? Well, I didn't think it was loud enough for anyone to hear, and I was like, the cameras are here to make sure the corpses don't turn into zombies. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> and like. One girl laughed, and it was... Tommy, let's just be serious for, you know, it's like six hours, however long the fucking interview is. Yeah, and this one girl laughed, and I was like, all right, this girl's on my level, and I was, like, talking to her, like, extremely attractive, and I was like, I was like, yes, like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm taking a year off, and I was like, hell yeah. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, just like, you know, in my mind, like, what I wanted to do in a year off would go go to a bunch of festivals, do some drugs, and she was like... Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, well, I graduated Stanford a year early, so I decided to, decided to take a job at Google. And I was like, fuck. Dude, I almost got expelled. From, I almost yeah. got expelled from Feldosta. Like, yeah. I'm not meant to be here. Yeah, if you even, like, name-dropped Feldosta State, then, you know. Like, <laughs> I should have name-dropped it. Like, yeah, I'm from a little school called uh, VSU. Go Blazers. Rise up, 420. I don't know if I've uh, told you guys, but I worked at a little place called Flip Flops. Don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> About as prestigious as VSU's pre-med program. VSU did not have one. Exactly. <laughs> I remember when I went to my when I went to my uh, when I went to my advisor, I was like, you know, like asking pre-med stuff, and like after she told me all these classes to take. I was like, yeah, but I was like, what else should I do? You know, like, go to, like, at UGA, they show you which hospitals to volunteer at, what to do, blah, blah, blah. And one of the ladies like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would recommend just Googling it. And I was like, fuck me. I recommend just, like, you know, figuring it out yourself. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. Continue to pay $17,000 a year to go to school here. And, and uh, yeah. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Most kids say they're going to transfer to UGA in two years anyways. Yeah. About so, 5% of them actually do that. So. Yeah. Or they go the old, cla- or they go the classic Valdosta Kazakhstan route. Valdosta to Kazakhstan. That's the, the, cl- the classic funnel system that they got set up. <laughs> yeah. Valdosta. Valdosta. Valdosta is a feeder school. Shitty community college that people went to in Valdosta. What? Oh, like it, the, the, yeah, like the community college that was like on campus. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah, the same no, guy no, like, yeah, yeah. transferring to UGA that are also like... I, I remember like, Quinn, taking, Quinn, Quinn did classes there one semester. Yeah, yeah. I think it was when we were pledges and the brothers were like, 
But you don't go to Valdosta. It's like, no, but I live in Valdosta. And it's like, yeah, dude, we know. Dude, you're, you're, you went to private school. Yeah, so. I remember one day during Pledge Up, like, Quinn gave some brothers a drive back in the back of it is like, white pickup. And I vividly remember, like, coming out of the front door of the frat house and looking to the left. And it was, I remember them getting out. And they were like, thanks for the ride, Qu- uh, Quinn. And they, like, stood up. And instead of jumping over the tailgate, they kicked it. Like, not like, oh, kicked it open. I mean, literally dented it, like, busted the plastic and just stood there kicking it with the heels of their boots. Like, and, not using the, the you know, no, lever just, system. Yeah. And then it wasn't yeah. even like they hit it and it popped open. I mean, like, they fucked it up. It was just fucked up from there on out. Right. Because it's not made to do that. And I now... Like, look on Instagram, and I see Quinn making money as a model in Chicago, and I'm just like, yes, <laughs> sweet fucking like, karma. That was just fuel for him. Yeah, it was, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he just had to have enough of that stuff happen to him to the point where he was just like, all right, I'm just going to... He's going to do it. Do crunches until I get signed. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> he just did crunches until all of a sudden it was like, oh, sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah. It was, you know, that's another weird tie-in. I broke into your house, and we're both on this weird journey. Quinn was with me that night. Yeah, like earlier that night, because he, he doesn't leave that Austin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because he and I were hanging out, and we were drinking. I mean, the whole thing that fucking caused, I mean, of course, I'm not taking responsibility for my actions. The whole thing that caused it is they had those little airline bottles of Crown Royal, yeah. And it was like Crown Royal Black, where like a handle was too expensive for a college kid. But they did. It like a dollar forty nine. But, but but because it's Valdosta and they can't do math, they're selling each airline bottle for like a quarter. And I was like, wait, if it's like if guys are like, if we just buy forty of these, we can get a handle for. Yeah, do you have a buggy? Just go ahead and fill it up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, we can get a handle for like a fraction. And they were like, all right, <laughs> Madison, all right, dude, cool, <laughs> and. uh Let's just put it in my scooter cooler and uh, <laughs> ride it home, dude. <laughs> yeah, and we did that, and that's how it started. I remember we were watching, we were watching like Survivor or some shit, and I just remember we were drinking like the day before. Uh, yeah, Jet Rogan would be involved in this dirty bastard. What? Oh no, wait, he's Fear Factor. Who's the guy from uh, Survivor? I don't know, but it's not Rogan. Re- re- Irrelevant. Yeah, come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Johnny Depp would be involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Depp, man. Always making his way into break-in stories. Oh, he's got, he's got his dirty fingers and everything. <laughs> and, uh... So it's like you and Quinn and Madison. Yeah. And, like, the day prior, Red Bull had dropped off, like, a... Like a... Like a... Like a pong table. It was specifically made for, like, beer pong. And it had little speakers built in, too. I think I get one of those. What? No, I think, again, I think it was Madison. Right in Kellen, like, someone saved up, like, 200, like, coupons or something. Wait, they drank a Red Bull every single day for four years while they are in college. And some, someone did something where, like, some loophole, and they mailed them in, and we got some huge Pong table, like, the Red Bull logo, and it had speakers built in. You could plug your iPod into it. Nice. Yeah, we had had it for, we didn't even set it up. It came in, like, a big box, and... What else did it come in? But you like set it up and 
we didn't even set it up. We just took it out of the box and immediately threw it in the fire because we didn't have any firewood. And it burned. You know how like, plastic burns really well. And it, yeah, exactly. It gives a nice black smoke. It gives that nice... Crumples, it, like, just like decays. Dude, that's like when we'd have pledges go steal pallets. Did you guys ever have them do that for fires? Dude, uh, there were so many nails in our driveway. Yeah, just go, just Let's go. Speak a little bit about because the best place to have a fire was in the middle of the driveway because you know that's smart. Yeah. Uh, well, our, then, ours was under the power line. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, that yeah, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, "Wow, I get so high, I'd be like, oh, are the lights gonna flicker?'" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like burning, you know. 37 pallets in one night when there's like 50 different people parking at your house during the day. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we, speaking of like the black smoke, I remember when we had pledges one night, we were like, we were like, go get us pallets. And like, you remember Defo, Anthony Defelice? Yeah. He, he came back one night and he was like, couldn't find any pallets. And I was like, why the is, fuck? Is he like from New Jersey? It's, or is he, he just is, a body that I don't know. He is like the, I think, like, 99... I think he is. Like, if, if you took an average of every Guido male on Earth, it he comes up to, like, to plus or minus 1% defect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recognize that guy. Is like, oh, you're friends with defect, too? Yeah. I thought he was on... Yeah. <laughs> he came back, and we're like... I was like, Defo, you don't have any pals? He's like... Defo was, like, always sweating, and he was like, oh, got something else, though. And he had this, like, odd look of pride about him. And I was like, what do you got, man? Yeah, and it's like a cat that brings you, like, a fucking dead animal. <laughs> yeah. Come on! And I, like, go outside. He's got, how good I did. he's got these construction cones, and not, like, the tiny little pyramidal cones. Like, like the big round the ones? The big cylindrical the ones with the light on top. Bait. Yeah. Those, hey, they were construction for a while, and those were not fun to move. Yeah, well, Defoe's, like, built like a fucking gorilla. Yeah, I'm sure they burnt just like all the other plastic. Dude, it there. looked like fucking desert storm in our backyard. It was yeah. there was that black like that Iraq smoke of the oil wells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was and it was actually it was kinda of bad for like subsequent pledge classes because that set the standard. Like we no longer wanted pallets because those burned so much better. And right. yeah. Better isn't worse. But like that's what you're going for. It's yeah. smoke. Yeah, and you know that you know that smell the morning after, and not just like oh we had a we had a nice bonfire last night. You can smell the the pine. You know you don't know like the Valdosta fires, where you can no you can taste the tar. <laughs> you can taste that like chemical like uh, ah, can, yeah, there it cancer is. with every breath. Well, especially as, as muggy as Valdosta is, you know, yeah, it's, it's that in every crevice. Yeah. That's what I smelled the next morning after the whole mm. fiasco at Yell's place. That's what made me realize something was off. Is when I woke up on the couch, I woke up on a couch that wasn't mine, but that was in my room, and I was like, "Oh!" And I just remember, like, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, "Oh no!" no. There was no one else here. No, and I remember, like, and I could hear walking around was was Wilds, the president, and that's not Caleb Wilds. Was his first name Caleb? I can't fucking remember. And I remember that's when I looked through Zach's... Zach's he, was old, he was, you know, older than us. Yeah, years, right? yeah, that's when I looked through Zach's back window. And I saw two police officers around what looked like a fucking Soviet satellite had crashed in our backyard. Cause there was just, I still got a picture of it, man. You have a yeah. picture of it? Yeah, dude, on that SD card that I told you my buddy from high school was still from Walmart. Fuck yeah. I got all that shit. I can plug it in and send it to you. Please do. 
Yeah, hold on one sec. All right. Oh, is that my flag? Do you recognize y'all's fraternity flag? <laughs> Still got that. It's got that nice. Uh, it's got that nice. That scent of uh, burnt N sixty four games and stereos. Yeah, so I, I got a drawer. It's just like old, like shit. Like um, this is BlackBerry. I don't even know what kind of BlackBerry this was, but like, I wish this phone was still a thing. Like the like the QWERTY keyboard and everything. My fingers are a little fatter now than when I first had it, but this thing was great. But I mean, that's the whole reason I had this SD card. But um, yeah, there's so much random shit in the drawer, like fucking Tamagotchi. You know, Fuck, yeah. Fuck yeah. Still got that shit, bro. But yeah, let's see if we can find this. Yes, that one gigabyte Do you sand know disk. I'm just thinking about how fast technology is moving now that my freshman year during pledge ship, I had a a flip phone and I remember the text messages were the kind where there wasn't a conversation you just got new texts it was yeah like each was blank. In, what like just blank no like like an iPhone how you can like scroll up through a conversation if you and I were talking I would text oh, you and it would say it would text, say hey like there was no linearity to it or, no. or like the linearity was just like what text you receive yeah and so if you were having text. if you were having more than one conversation at once it was just it was really easy to text the response to a text. wrong person yeah yeah uh -huh. especially if you're one of those idiots that didn't save people's numbers yeah you having trouble there i don't use these very often See if I can screen share. Yeah, I don't know how to use Google Hangouts. Oh, shit. Um, this is button. Yeah, share screen. How's that clarity? What? Can you see my screen? I can't see your screen. 
play. Now. Oh, whoa. Fucking black magic, man. So it's uh, definitely in the defensive. Or diverse, diversity magic. Let's hit these dates. 2011? Like Christmas 2011? No, it was December 30th, 2010. 2010. That was the day of that, uh... I got a feeling that it's this one. <laughs> oh, that's it, yeah. man. That's that's my Are crime. <laughs> that was my house. <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, Tommy, you dog, you. <laughs> that's what the fight... That's how bad it was. <laughs> Um, Tommy built us a waterfall. Is that your house? Oh, yeah, that was my like first house. This is some random shit. And I don't know. You know I had these photos. Let me see. This is on my Blackberry. Are you sure? What What is the statute's limitations? Seven years. Wait, so it hasn't been seven years yet. Right? Um, December 30th, 2010? Close. All right, why don't we pause and we'll just do this part on a podcast in January. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll go back and see if I can find those. Yeah, I'm not, uh, it's almost seven years. I'm not about to confess to a quintuple felony (laughs) 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 a month ago. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about when I called my dad and I told him, uh, all he said was, "Are you gonna pay for it?" And I, was, yes, sir. I like I can liquidate my uh, my Apple stock and pay for it. All right, all right. Yep, you kicked out of school. No, sir. All right. I've got a story for you when you're thirty. What? <laughs> he just hung up the phone. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck did my dad? Like, you go and you get you go for planted that seed. What? Sorry. On your 30th birthday, you'd probably be like, all right, so... Um, well, I'm going to know why I can't know until I'm 30. Yeah, I mean, I like, I think now is a good time. Maybe he's got statutes of limitations. Maybe it's fucking yeah. hard. Maybe it's hardcore. Maybe so, but I'll go back through... Oh, shit. Oh, the evidence might have just been destroyed. So me and some friends accidentally took out one of our other friends. He used to go by John Fitzgerald. I'm sorry, you got to explain that more. Uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. The joke is being my dad killing JFK. Oh, gotcha. Have you gone through and read those files? I've read a lot of them. Did we already talk about this? No. Dude, how, like, the first thing was is, like, the Surgeon General's, uh, the Surgeon General's report on the day of, you got to remember the context, so it's before, because the only film there was was that this recruiter the Zapruder film, which I don't know that the CIA uh, confiscated and didn't release for 15 years. Right. Dude, that'd be like if there was only one camera in Manhattan. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, wait like, the, 
the video that wasn't classified wasn't released until 15 years later. Yeah. That'd be like if there was one camera in Manhattan on 9-11 and they released it this past 9-11. No, 2016. Yeah. Um, So mind you, this is before the Zapruder film. This is before the Warren Commission. This is before anything whatsoever. This is just... Holy fuck, president was killed a couple hours ago. What's the Surgeon General? The U.S. Surgeon General did the autopsy. I thought all they did was fucking write shit on cigarette boxes. But he did the autopsy. And it was just very matter-of-fact that uh, the shot through his neck came from behind. And the uh, shot that killed him came from in front. And you could tell because there's a bullet hole through the windshield. It's in a convertible. But I mean, I guess it could... Well, there, or there was a, there was a bullet hole in the windshield. Yeah, but they were, like, sitting on the back, weren't they? Well, I guess that's besides the point. Besides, besides the point, there is an entrance point through the windshield. No shots right. were supposed to come from the front. And so it just says very matter-of-fact. Uh, it appears the the first shooter, so Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, he said the he goes, the, 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 kill, the, the neck shot came from behind, which has been whoever was just, you know, this guy that was just caught a couple hours ago, Lee Harvey Oswald. They have yet to find who, the second shooter. Who was shooter. the guy that, uh, that drive-by... Shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Jack Ruby walked up to him and shot him at the yeah, Dallas yeah. Hospital. I've seen that video too. Yeah, but one of the other two class. And so apparently, you know, the whole story was Jack Ruby was just a patriot. Well, the files show Jack Ruby and uh, and Lee Harvey Oswald meeting at a Miami airport in a in a Cuba airport months prior, saying like, "Have you heard anything from Big Bird?" Big Bird was a nickname for Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, basically, it, the files just say that it's, oh, it's on LBJ. The files in Russia in Russia freaked the fuck out because they didn't trust LBJ. Yeah, or the other they trusted Kennedy. Kennedy was doing a lot, a lot of good things for Russia. Yeah, have you if you ever seen? I'll find it. Um, but another thing LBJ said apparently to his mistress the night before was, uh, "After tomorrow, those goddamn Kennedys will never make a fool of me again." That's right. a, that's not a threat. That's a promise. Well. I mean, holy fuck. Well, took care of that. He did. I mean, I'll give it to him. <laughs> he followed through. You know, you know, you, you that, know you... <laughs> that's why the, the vice just... president should basically be your friend. And um, I'm just thinking... not like the person who got the second most amount of votes because there would be so many more assassinations. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like, what if someone really liked LBJ? You know, I don't like his policies, but, you know, he sticks to his guns. He, he said he was going to kill JFK, and you know what? I'll, I'll be gosh darn. I'll be gosh darn, Bill. He did it. He's been preaching that, at, you know, on Sunday. He's been consistent. He's not going to He's not gonna flip-flopper on it. He said from day one, I'm going to blow his fuck. I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to give that guy. I'm going to give that guy a fucking lobotomy in front of the United States. I'm going to shoot him in his back and his front. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll be gosh darned. He did it. And that's what I want in a leader. Yeah. Jesus to his word. But, um, I don't know. LBJ didn't do too great. Did he, did he not? No, he didn't. Dude, he used to take his dick out on Air Force One. I mean, why not? Well, he apparently had an eight-inch dick that he called Jumbo. Okay. <laughs> and, he, and he put, he'd pull it out on a Jumbo Who jet. Jumbo, nobody. All right, here comes Jumbo. No, dude, I read a book on Air Force One last fall because I'm living While at While you were on Air Force One? Yeah. Well, no, I read it because I'm 27 and living at home. I have no life. <laughs> but apparently, apparently he was an absolute dick. If his like steak wasn't perfect, he'd pick it up and throw it at like the the stewardess. And see, 
when you say steak perfect, is that like how Trump likes his steak? Like well done with ketchup? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess perfect is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, exactly. Who's his face? Who, who's Truman? Uh, do you know Truman had, I think he was on one of the first Air Force Ones. It was like a DC something. Air Force One Beta. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah. He was the beta tester. Before any of the DLC. Didn't yeah, even know FDR had the first one. But, yeah. uh, but Truman used to have them fly over the, the state of this, this one senator he hated that when he was a senator, I think Truman was a senator beforehand. It was like his arch nemesis. He just fucking hated the guy. They, he, they always called each other out. He used to have Air Force One fly over that guy's home state, and that's when he'd have his toilet flushed out the back. <laughs> he'd have his septic tank emptied. See, that's why you need an arch nemesis. Yeah. Like, you have, like, when you have power like that, what up? You have to spend erroneous amounts of money on just. You have to be able to shit on. Like, on... things like that, that. That like that is your drive, you know. It's not like I need more money, I need more power. Like you've already achieved that. So what do you want to do? You want to shit on your arch nemesis. Yeah, they always said there's two tiers. They said the first one is you acquire as much money you can, and after that it's power. That's when you become like a senator or you own the media. I say there's a third, and it's shitting on your enemies from the sky. Hell yeah, man! Absolutely. What else do you have left to do? I mean, we've already we can't find Atlantis, so I mean, you just yeah. you shit. You spend your fun tokens on your power jet to shit on your enemies. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Apparently, J- Sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> Apparently, JFK had the most annoying fucking dog that he never put any training into. So he'd just bring this thing on an Air Force One, and it would just run around, <laughs> just barking his head off. And I'm so, sure he knew his was, was like, oh yeah, Sparky? Yeah, he shit in the room again. Yeah, like, fuck off, the president. He's not cleaning it up. No, and I guess like when JFK would go to bed or something, they'd... They give, they give the, power, man. They'd, they'd give the dog sleep aids and like whiskey just to get it to calm the fuck down. Exactly. Or just Benadryl, you know. That would work too. What? Or just Benadryl, you know. Well, I think they were just giving him what JFK was using. Which was well, yeah. Sleep aids I, don't, I don't know how long antihistamines have been a thing. Probably a while, dude. Yeah. Did you know the, uh, the, the bed to Air Force One? Is at the very tip of the plane. If that's at all interesting. It's so the engines are way behind you so the president can sleep quietly. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... I, I you figure if they're going to crash, they're probably going to gonna wake them up and pull them back. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just trying to rationalize why they would do that and, and how that would work. But, I mean, I guess it's a big plane. It has, like, you know, different tiers of, like, where the plane... Including the storage in the bottom. It's three floors. Yeah, and on, and on 9-11, and on 9-11, when they were keeping it airborne, they actually had, and they had fighter jets tailing it, apparently the pilots, the fighter jet pilots would actually radio to the Air Force One captain saying, slow down, like, we can't keep up with you. This is all classified what it can do, because it's a modified 747, but that they're saying, slow down. Like, we can't keep up with these fucking F-16 Eagles for telling this big lumbering 747 to slow down. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I saw the post the other day, or um, maybe it was, I think it was one that, maybe it was today, 
one that you posted of like like conspiracy things from like 1964. Yeah. Like during like like you know like cell phone computer TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disc. And then the Blackbird, and then, you know, like the fucking like stealth bomber or like whatever kind of plane that the was. SR-71 to, Blackbird. Uh, SR-71. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was in 1964, 1967. Yeah. And it's like oh yeah no that's the best we got. Yeah. That's the best we got. Yeah. Because that's um, the only way you can put it into perspective is when you look at cars that were around then. And then you look at uh, that, yeah, that that black alien technology thing, and it's like, oh, hold on. And it was declassified like a year before it was retired. Did you read the the best of of the, the guy who claimed to be one of like the first humans to see the, the stealth bomber before it actually became uh, declassified, like before they actually like claimed that it was a thing? The SR seventy one or like the the stealth bomber the B two no, the big not, wing not, yeah yeah the the B two the triangle mm-hmm. one, not no, the SR seventy one he read. was just like some I don't know it was just like some mechanic working on a base and he or like he did all like all like incoming flight traffic landing and everything uh-huh. and he didn't get a response for this one flight but he could he could actually like hear landing. But it said there was no lights or anything, and he saw a hangar opening, and he just saw this big fucking black triangle-looking plane go into this giant hangar that they had. That he said that he had never seen open before, and um, and it, and it went in and closed, and like two hours later it left, and. Open, you know, it opened back up yeah. and left no lights or anything. Like he said, it was hardly any sound besides like the hangar opening up and down. That's true. Instead, like the next week, they were like, "Yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real cell phone." Uh, there's, um, so when. So kind of going off that SR seventy one thing, my buddy's in the Air Force. He said you know, he's like top percent um, Air Force Academy graduate and everything. Um, he said that he's seen plenty of things that he can't talk about. Some being craft so big that it literally blots out the sun. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, my bro- my, my my brother did not like that, but my brother did a uh, Air Force. Or- engine like fluid dynamics i'm i'm too fucking stupid at georgia tech and yeah he couldn't tell us what he did but he yeah, did exactly. i remember him telling me one time remember when the there was like the government shutdown or whatever it was it was like 2000 just like like when the government took a hiatus you know back yeah in, it was last year they, they were down for it was like blink 182 they're just like breaking up guys a lot of intra a lot of yeah, intra familial yeah. stuff we can't agree on shit, so we're just gonna sit this week out. Take care. <laughs> yeah, they, they they all took a sick day. Um, no, and like tons of tons of stuff lost funding and blah blah blah. But I remember uh, John was doing was uh, was whatever he was doing in class or research or whatever, and uh, and I remember him. He told me that he was like he asked like one of the professors who's I mean they're all like ex intelligence ex Air Force whatever, and he was like so it was like the the NSA and the NRO the National Reconnaissance Office, 
you know, like constantly watching every inch of the earth. He's like, so he's like, I, he's like, they, I can't imagine they have their, their stuff cut or do they have part of it cut? Are they not on? And, uh, like your uncle doing voices for Doug. Remember, remember Mr. Yeah. Remember Mr. Dink? Like Douglas. <laughs> John said that his professor sounded like, uh, Mr. Dink. And he, and he, and he was like, Ha, ha, ha. Go outside. Look up at the sky and wave. They're watching. They're watching. <laughs> They're always watching. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh, Douglas. I I assume that was him. I don't. I don't. He did like half the voices for that show. Oh, I don't know if he did. Uh, Mr. Ding. Okay. I don't know if he did. I mean, it was like a total. Like, I don't know if he did, Mr. Ding. Voice. You know, my uncle was here. Mr. Dink was uh He was up here. Yeah. <laughs> He was at that real upper echelon. I mean, it, it was him and Jim, and then you know, like someone to do the girl voices, and that was that was it. Um, it's like um, it's like Seth MacFarlane. If, if you go look at his IMDb, it's it's just like three hundred different characters of him just talking to himself and making episodes. Really? Oh fuck! What did I do? His episodes. What did I do? Where, I don't know. Yeah. What did I do? Ninety percent of the thing is just him talking to himself in different voices. Oh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm gonna send you. Here, if I have a, if I ever have a link or something or pictures, I'm just gonna send it to you and you, you pull it up on. You can, you can drop it in the conversation on Hangouts. On what? Like all the chat that we're doing right now. If you, if you go to the bottom left there, um, there's a little chat in there that'll pull up. Send a message to everyone and call. Right. How do, how do I do this? Uh, where? I'm too fucking you stupid. See it? I'm too fucking stupid. You mouse over the screen, it's a little in the bottom left, a little chat window should show up. Uh, well, I can't see my full screen. It's not like adjusted to the TV. What? You see my screen? Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it. My screen isn't like fully adjusted to the TV, gotcha. so I can't. It's, I just can't find it. Whatever, just um. Whatever, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna Facebook it to you. Oh yeah, do that. When that when when they first built the the uh, the fucking the SR seventy one. And they, it was built in all different spots, but they had to ship it out to Groom Lake, Area 51. And, uh... So, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's how they keep everyone who's working on it from knowing what the hell they're actually building. Yeah, but so they ship it out there, and it's got to go, like, across the country. And they sent out, like, a... They sent out, like, a basically, like, not search... Almost like a like a reconnaissance team, if you will, some like Lewis and Clark shit beforehand. And they went through the whole path and they had the measurements of how big the, basically it was a huge box on an 18 wheeler. Mm -hmm. So like, it, that's really, it was a big wooden box. And solid unmarked 18 wheelers traveling across the country. Yeah. But the, no, it wasn't even a container. Literally it was like this huge, it was like three lanes wide. So they had to go through the whole path and they were like, so when the actual trip went on, they had two like cop cars leading it. And they would like saw down street signs, <laughs> like sure. yeah. If and like when they were going on like small roads, if like if there was like dirt or trees on either side, they had to bring in bulldozers and like, dude, they literally carved a path to where they were going. 
Well, I mean, you know, that's why highways and interstates even became a thing is because Dwight Eisenhower like wanted he, a he wanted uh, airstrips like traf- for their yeah, like, U.S. Like invasion airstrips and like traffic routes for military vehicles to yeah. across the country. Well, it's set up so that it's like every X number of miles there's a a strip Y number of miles long that's straight, so they can mm-hmm. double as uh, landing strips, which is kind of cool. I think those are the coolest things, like the things hidden in plain sight. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's decades old and it may or may not have ever served that purpose, but it's still viably there. Yeah. For some reason it's not needed. Have you ever seen Troll Hunter? No, I'm not uh, sure what that is. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. It, me and my friend JP looked we were like drinking at his house one day and we we just looked up like the worst movie on Netflix or Apple TV. And, <laughs> and it was that and we watched it and that is one of my favorite movies. It was going to go along with the whole hiding in plain sight, but not going to work. If you, not, it's not going to work if you don't see it. There's basically, there's this huge, like either like asking this one government official who's like not in the know, like this guy, this like electrical plant. And he's like, they have this big map of all the wires in the country. Or, and he's like, what about that? When he's like, Oh, those are like those huge, like, you know, those like, telephone poles that are like not they're not even they're, poles, like, they're like structures yeah, yeah they're like 100 feet high and have several things on them yeah like a bunch of crazy triangles that like form a body yeah they do look like aliens uh a yeah. whole bunch of them on the way from atlanta to about also classic <laughs> but uh but if you uh he's like he's like have you ever like have you ever looked at the full map and like the guy's like no he's like yes it's uh He's like looking at it, and the guy, the troll hunter, who's part of some like secret government agency that deals with trolls, he's like, and you've never questioned yourself why the, why it is in circle. And he was like, no, I guess I haven't. And it's because like of the many types of trolls, there's one type of troll that's like 150 feet high, and it lives out in the mountains. <laughs> and the only way they can keep it is they have this like hundred mile uh, wide circle. So it's, it's actually no, it's it, cage. It, it serves as an electrical fence, but. <laughs> to, to, but to anyone driving by, it just the circle's so wide that you don't see the curvature, so it just looks like yeah, that. exactly. It was like yeah, it's flat, you know? which means that there must be a massive troll somewhere in Valdosta. Yeah, there's gotta be, man. <laughs> yeah, that Albany area. Yeah, that, um, that hour and a half stretch with nothing but fucking cornfields. Yeah, hey, I just sent you the thing where they're transporting the SR seventy one, but what it is, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, so they didn't even stay at like hotels or stuff. They literally they would park on the side of the road and have like cop cars around them, and they just stay there at night. And at one point, they rear-ended a, a Greyhound bus, and it was empty. And like the driver got out, and he thought it was just like a normal eighteen-wheeler, not knowing that this is some like world classified like black program for the cia and air force right. at like the height of the cold war literally no one knows about this shit. They, yeah. they gave the truck driver like a hundred thousand dollars in cash and told him to go get his truck fixed and if anyone asked it was just it was his fault he like he hit a tree Damn. best accident he's ever gotten talking about like driving man crazy you know what Talking about like driving like himself crazy, it just you know like dealing with that like what actually oh, is yeah. going on for them to give me that that absurd amount of money just in nineteen sixty in nineteen sixty four. It wasn't declassified till ninety one. So that Greyhound driver, I'm not sure if I don't know what the life expectancy of Greyhound drivers are if they're particularly healthy people. 
But yeah, he, he, he could have very well died never knowing. Yeah. Yeah, very, very true. His I mean, wife, you know, his, his wife divorces like him because she... His wife divorces him because he she thinks he's lying. Honey, I swear to God, yeah, exactly. I got rear-ended by this 18-wheeler that had a big wooden box on it, and they gave me $100,000 cash. I know you're seeing that whore. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he could. He could take a year off and not tell her and still pay the bills. Oh, dude, $100,000. No, this was in 62. What the hell is that equivalent? Did you get it? Did you get the link? I did. You pull it up. Pull it up on the screen so it uh, shows. How you were talking about, you know, how they, they built these in, in separate places and then kind of you know, mm-hmm. shuttled everything in and put them together. I mean, they, yeah, they, they did the same thing with the atomic bomb, Robert Oppenheimer. They oh, yeah. had, you know, different factories all over the country where they were. You don't want to have any one person knowing what's going on. It's the same thing when they, when they uh, a couple of years ago, when there's that huge construction project at the White House, but it was entirely underground. Yeah, and but they just had like seven different contractors over the course of like two years. Just con- right. every day there was like dump trucks taking shit, just dirt out, and they're building something under, you know, some bunker or something. But yeah, you never right. have like one. Gr- I like to think that they just murder all of them in the desert after. Well, I mean, uh, it, I think that yeah, yeah, they very well could, but um, yeah, I wonder how deep underground it actually goes. Probably pretty fucking deep, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, deep enough to be fully functional after you, a nuclear blast. Yeah, well, yeah, because you don't want the president having to, because it takes, you know, the, from any, between countries that actually have modern ICBMs, the, you can fire the farthest between any two points on Earth in, like, less than 31 minutes from, like, firing to detonation. So... Whereas Congress, there I don't know if they still have it, but there's a hotel like 70 miles outside of D.C. And it's actually a front underground. It's this huge VIP uh, bunker for Congress. I don't think they want to have to like wait and drive 70 miles for the president. And I imagine he can just go straight under. Yeah, so, yeah 70 miles would be very much good. What you got on the truck? Oh, nothing. Just a triple wide trailer. Yeah. yeah. Look how fucking wide that is. Wide load. Yeah, no shit. Doesn't even fit on the highway. That might have been the... I bet that was the best day of that trucker's life. Honestly, I... No tickets. Don't even have to honk my horn. Yeah, because there's no one else on the road. Fuck it. Not only do I not have to worry about traffic, they literally just cut down streetlights in front of me. Yeah, like a... (laughs) I feel like two trucks would work in this design. 
You know, maybe it's like me. I can get into med school, but I don't know how to tie a tie. They can build the SR-71, but they stick with one 18-wheeler. You know that, that kayak commercial where it's like a person on four laptops at the same time? No. Well, it it's like I'm sitting on the couch, and they had this, like, wooden contraption hooked up, so, like, everything they do, like, correlates to four laptops at the same time. Uh-oh. Just imagine, like, one person driving two trucks with, like, a, like a wooden... <laughs> like operating system like driving two trucks at the same time to coordinate driving this thing holy shit I wonder if the truck driver knew who's driving the truck but, okay but like look at like look at the truck in front of it like look at the difference and like the technology that you know is inside of that it's that it's fucking like a 1964 Ford dude what, like, what's that like old show with like the old black and white show with the two police officers like the, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Like the, the cop show from the 60s? Yeah. Potty break. Classic potty break. <laughs> Classic. Damn. Yeah. Who do you get to pull you? Is it Andy Griffith? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking Andy Griffith truck. And then they've got, like, the equivalent of the Jason Bourne plane. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, they never... There's, there's, like, absolutely no correlation. Like, like, look, like, what do they have to do here? You know, I, I highly doubt the Andy Griffith show ever, like... Depic- accurately depicted the racism of the 50s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. What's this thing coming? Is that a keg? Do you think they had insurance? That's, that's not an easy drive. And I mean, like, like what insurance companies are even around back then? I don't even know how that shit would work back in the 60s. We need you insured to the shipment. All right, how much? Uh, $400 billion. $400 billion. We can't tell you what it is, though. Man, the, the, the coolest part of, of the um, Manhattan Project for me was when they borrowed like $400 million worth of silver from the U.S. Treasury Department, and they just melted it all down into like this big fucking ring for like some implosion method that they were like really trying to see like, hey, this might work for like a good detonation method, but I don't know for sure if it is or not. So we're just going to borrow all the fucking silver that the United States has and use it and see if we, you know, see if we can benefit from that method. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. You know, the the original and the first bomb they used in the Trinity test in Alamogordo, New Mexico, it was uh, held together with duct tape. Are you serious? Yeah, sure to God. Hey, duct tape's... I mean, duct tape's legit. More class of invention, man. Um, 
and they also didn't know whether or not it was going to ignite the atmosphere of Earth. That was that's, like that's super exciting. That was really oxygen. That's highly flammable. That was that was a concern of we don't know if we're gonna fucking just light the entire Earth. Well, the detonation method is a chain reaction method. Yeah, and you know it's, it's an implosion that that causes like you know one layer or like like two atoms fusing to get so hot that it immediately sets off two atoms next to it, two atoms next to it. So it has to happen at a very high pressure point. And then immediately expand from you know all that energy back. So um, I wonder if I wonder if Einstein and Oppenheimer just bluffed, and they're like, "So you guys haven't worked out how the reaction's not going to go on forever." Well, sure. You know how we you know how we figured out that the Germans didn't know shit, right? Wasn't it that wasn't it that like secret operation we did? We we bugged a cabin, and we put all the like all the scientists were like in a cabin for the weekend. And um, this, this is when we had mold, and they bugged the entire place and listened to the conversation of them actually like going over like their nuclear conversations uh-huh. and then like their processes, uh-huh. like you know, like thought processes, like where they were on their project and how they were coming along and everything. And just the United like, States basically just laughed. They're like, they are so fucking far behind. You know, yeah. it's like they're in kindergarten and we're, you know, we're, we're teaching, you know, the, like next level. You know, they're, they're in Valdosta. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, stuff of the subject. And they're years away yeah. from actually developing talk. Well, because one thing. And that, that's when we didn't see them as a visual threat for, for doing it. Well, one thing was they had. Um, one thing was that they had, you had to have like massive amounts of hard water, which is like deuterium water. It's some fucking isotope of hydrogen. And like we went and we bombed their like deuterium plants in Germany to like hinder that. And then another thing we did afterwards is like we deuterium had. Deuterium is just H. An isotope uh, of hydrogen. H3 plus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the isotope of hydrogen. Now, H3 plus is, is uh, hydronium. Hydronium? The like actual H2? hydrogen atom is H2O, but the hydrogen atom is an isotope, I think. Well, I mean, H is just H1. Yes. Is it? Does hydrogen have a neutron? No. Look up mm-hmm. deuterium. Is Yeah, it's just H2. No, sorry, dude. Hydrogen, H1, you know. It's heavy hydrogen. H. One of two stabilized types of hydrogen, the other being proteum. So, normal hydrogen just has one proton. Uh, deuterium has one proton and one neutron. Oh, you have a you have a chemistry degree, right? Yeah. Okay. See, I only took chemistry at Valdosta, so I'm a, I'm limited with that 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 VSU intelligence. Atoms are very small. I mean, they're like really fucking small. Think I mean, of how you, small you can imagine, and then it's smaller than that. You didn't take 
Yeah, exactly. You I took chemistry O-Kim. one in Valdosta. You didn't take Okim at. I took that at EGA. Oh, okay. Um, first off, Doctor Tom Manning was my chemistry professor. One of the best professors that I've, I've still had to this day. I took like six classes with him at Valdosta. And like that's who I did all my underground research or underground undergrad <laughs> undergrad research with. It wasn't quite the Manhattan Project, but uh, it was okay. I don't know. Like, he just made everything seem so simple, and like, honestly, half the time I feel like he didn't know what he was doing. It kind of turned out that he didn't, but at the same time, he was constantly getting grants, and like we were actually making cancer drugs and everything. So it was really fucking cool working with him. We did some tight projects and like. I actually got to go to different like academy of sciences stuff. Like I got out of school, you know, to go on this year. But um the organic professors at that also were fucking smart, man. Dude, UGA too. I'm sure they're to, to be an organic professor, I mean it's it's next level. The um the guy who I don't even remember his name, Baxter was the head of the chemistry department. Valdosta, and he patented the peach scent that he sold to Glade. Jesus, and and he is so rich; he has like forty cars. Dude, my girlfriend, not my girlfriend. I mean, my cousin just got married. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, both ways. Um, But uh, girlfriend, my cousin. I mean, my girlfriend. It's either it's either my girlfriend got married and I'm a fucking loser, or it's my girlfriend cousin Freudian's life. Or you married your cousin? Yeah. Uh, you know, she got married in July to this really cool guy, and his name his not his name his dad patented vitamin infusion, really? which was sold to Coca Cola to create vitamin water, sugar water. Yeah, but regardless, fucking lo I did. Like, I mean, they gave fifty cent fifty million dollars to sponsor. I don't know how much the creator, you know, no, no, fifty cent actually making profits off. No, fifty fifty cent bought a ton of stock in it and then sold right. it. He didn't get sponsored. He just straight up like balled out. He went from crack to like want, wise investments. Yeah, I want to be a part of this sugar water investment. Fuck so. yeah, dude! Regardless, I remember being at my cousin's wedding and it was just like something out of like a fucking fairy tale dream. It was like. I fucking hate weddings because uh, like you're not a princess. But I remember being there and I was like, this is actually goddamn beautiful. And I was like, this venue is like so nice. Like, I wonder how much it was to come here. And my little brother was like, oh, they own it. I was like, <laughs> oh, this, this is. The- I was like, oh, and I was like, I can't believe yeah. they own a venue. They're like, no, this isn't a venue. They just own this. And they made it the venue for today. This is and like I, their house. I was like, oh, they just. This is where they're like, this is a property they own. This is a horse farm they own. And I was like... Like, they have so much money, they don't have to rent this out to other people. It's just theirs. Yeah. They just invited us over today. Like, their friend. Yeah, exactly. Like, their friends can borrow it on the weekend if they want. Like, I, I, that was one of those times where, like, I just kind of sat down and it was like, you want to evaluate, you evaluate some, uh, some moves in my life. What am I doing? Yeah, it's like, you know, like, I want to study and work real hard so I can get a degree to where I can make $150,000 a year. And then you like compare that to people that have like stupid fucking money. Fuck you money. Where, yeah. Yeah. That, that fuck, that fuck you money. And it's like, there's no degree that you can go to school for and get 
No. That guarantees that kind of success. I think the highest level of like, and when I say guaranteed, I mean there's a set path. Not everyone's going to make it, but there's a set path. It's probably like law degree, medical degree, and like a... And like chemical investment engineering or something. chemical engineering and like investment banking or like portfolio managing yeah we're like you're probably the a, a fraction are going to get into med school but if you do you're, you're you'll get your md yeah, you know you, you can make five hundred fifty thousand dollars a year like and, um, yeah but that fu- but the, the the fuck you money not even like but that, sp- not sports money like fuck you money yeah yeah it's it's one of it's one of two things you're either a, a fucking genius and it was like you knew from like by the time you're in second grade, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run a train on these idiots, yeah. or or it you just you know like the, the dude who's like 25 and owns Snapchat, it's a fucking billionaire. Yeah, they offered him a billion bucks, and there's like you know yeah, fuck you, I don't want your money. Like you know, I'm good. Like that was you know like estimating that worth was like 15 billion dollars. There's like that yeah, there's that loophole. Well, it's not really a loop. It's just, it's what both my uncles said. They said if you're smart enough to get into med school, you're smart. Well, enough. There, there's just this giant dead space in between, you know, like that guaranteed money from a top degree and that fuck you money. And the thing about that fuck you money is, is like the the guy that gets it, if he doesn't get it, like he like he like he's not. He, he doesn't fall just shy of it. It's like oh, yeah, it's no, like it's you invent Snapchat or like you like, you know, you just whatever. You're just like a normal college grad, you know. Yeah, and it, and it's not like you know I would have had it if so, but you know, so so took that spot. It's right? yeah. There's a certain level of like insanity and luck. There's no direct path. There's yeah. no direct path to that fucking money. I mean, so you know, like Mark Cuban, like this great, great, you know example for that he did he, you know he designs some crazy computer programming sells it for a shit ton of money buys his own fucking basketball team and you know he can just invest money for the rest of his life and just make money off really giving different. people money yeah or or fucking uh i like elon musk made all that money off paypal and then immediately took it and built spacex and tesla yeah, exactly. It's like, and it's like, it dude, magically grew his hair back. Yeah. <laughs> what? Have you seen the picture from him and when PayPal came out? No. I'll look it up. Oh yeah. Look up um like uh Elon Musk PayPal, PayPal founding. Or just look up like Elon Musk and hair. <laughs> Holy hair. shit. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Dude, when you're... And now he has like, that's, a, like a beautiful that's true. head of hair. That's his fucking ace in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> if SpaceX doesn't work. Because, you know, the average Joe doesn't give a shit about cheap or, you know, lowering the dollar per kilogram launch to orbit ratio. Mm. The average Joe does care about getting that fucking hair back. That's Hell yeah. It. That's his ace in the. It's like fucking the Joker, you know. You really thought I'd, you really thought I'd risk the fight for Gotham and a fist fight with you. I need my ace in the hole, Harvey Dent. Musk is like, you think I'd risk leading the world for SpaceX or Solar City? I need an ace in the hole, hair regeneration. <laughs> I mean, he, like he literally bought a new scalp. 
Probably. Just got an entire new head. I mean, dude, with that money, you, just read my. With that money, you I get on write my genetic code. Or, or more likely that he just got on Facebook and said, "I like that guy's hair," and yeah, that guy, I mean, and that guy went, does and that, that, and that guy went, that guy went hunting and or he went camping and no one saw him again. Yeah, the most dangerous game in the world, you know. Elon Musk killed that guy, took his fucking scalp, and look at him now. What's the most dangerous game in the world? Hunting humans? No, it's having hair that Elon likes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, didn't didn't Tesla release that uh that eighteen wheeler? Um, I I did see the Tesla Roadster, other um earlier this week, zero to sixty in two point oh seconds. Yeah, I saw that. But here, yeah, look up Tesla semi truck. Yeah, I, I saw that they were coming out with that. It's um, two days ago. Is, is it supposed to be the audit, like the, the like the self driving one, or what is I don't it? Know. Or is it's it just like their version of the eighteen wheeler. Or is it? Yeah, I don't know. Looks pretty sexy. I bet that thing could have carried the SR seventy one. Hey, here's a good gauge. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so it's electric. Here's a here, here's a good gauge. <laughs> That like 1964 to 2017. Show this 18-wheeler instead of that original fucker that was carrying the SR-71. This looks now imagine like, what that thing carries in the box. Yeah. This looks more like a car that I drew when I was like six before I'd like... Yeah, have you noticed that about like the futuristic stuff? Like it, it went from like a certain point of like super badassery in like the two thousands to now everything's going to this like minimal middle minimalistic like sixteen yeah, bit exactly. rendering type thing. The Tesla, I love how it just shows them driving in the middle. Like, yeah, that's cool. It's like you're like you're obviously not gonna have a fucking passenger. Yeah. So they just put like one badass seat in the middle. Yeah. And like two computer screens next to them. It's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, uh, uh, have you have you read about <clears throat> how when they're self-driving, what they're gonna do is just they're like the main time of I guess driving is gonna be at night, and they're gonna have like trains of them, not physically connected, but they're gonna uh, drift off one another or draft or whatever it is. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah there's huge trains where they're just almost kind of like birds, like in a flying V, like splitting the air. Well, and, it, and it's going to be more energy efficient because they're not constantly changing yeah, speed and everything because the traffic's not going to be this bad. It's got to be a it's got to be a head fuck if you're out there. Yeah, imagine driving driving around at three a.m. and you just pass a train or get passed by like a train of Tesla eighteen wheelers. Yeah, just imagine. Like, and there's no one driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> you're just fucking Jim Bob. From All right, sir. Oh. Nope, no one's home. Okay. Yeah, you're just fucking yeah. Jim Bob from Valdosta on one of the, like the late night roads, just by Jim home. Bob headed back. And then you Albany, and there's a bunch of fucking Teslas on the road. You'll never believe what I saw. Jim Bob said he saw a train of cars. Jim, yeah, Bob Jim saw... Bob's also a drunk ass. <laughs> Jim Bob said he saw a train on the highway, and it wasn't, and it had no driver. <laughs> And no one was driving. They didn't even have lights on. They didn't even need them. Jim, <laughs> Jim Bob, last last week you said there was a black president. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Jim Bob, what do you know? 
What do you know? Helen Bond, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jim Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've cried wolf enough times, I know you ain't telling the truth. I, I think it's funny because my cousin from Bar Austin is colorblind. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your cousin from Valdosta is Jim Bob. Yeah, his name's Jim Bob. Oh, holy shit. The 18-wheeler the goes 0 to 60 in 5 seconds. That's impressive. Yeah. And there are going to be some interesting tires. Ter- stop on a dime, too. Yeah, there are going to be some interesting terrorist attacks with that thing. Yeah. Dude, if you can just hijack like an automated 18-wheeler... Well, yeah, I mean, like, all the all these stories of, um, like, what was it, the one in Virginia or whatever, where the the guy in the Mustang just, like, plowed through a crowd and killed, like, you know, he, it, was in, it was in Charlottesville. Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just plowed his car through, like, 15 people. Yeah. And so it was, like, 18-wheeler drive through downtown Manhattan, killing 17. Um, perpetrator not caught because there was no fucking perpetrator in the car. You know? Yeah. It's just like a yeah, remote control vehicle. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Good luck tracking that. You know? I mean, they'll just have Elon backtrace who's driving it. Yeah, exactly. Find the guy with hair plugs. <laughs> Do you think Elon's ever going to run the world? Well, he's even less involved in politics now. I heard, you know, his entire company dropped dropped off the presidential advisory board. Yeah, that so. is true. Dude, I never actually watched the or looked at the pictures of the Charlottesville thing. Holy shit! Yeah, the video from that is pretty crazy. Holy There's some like awesome candid shots. Yeah, my dude, I'm, it's like rolling over the car. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Did you ever? He read... lands on his feet too, like a fucking cat. <laughs> Did you ever read Calvin and Hobbes when you were little? No, um, uh, I read uh, uh, Ali Ute, like the caveman. I don't know what that is. Wait, I, I can't remember. It's it's been so long, but no, I never read Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, all right, well, never mind. I read some funnies. <laughs> I read some funnies. Yeah. Bill. Car. I never watched it. Where is it? Drone cap- captures Charlottesville attack. A drone? Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. There were there were plenty of bystanders around because it was like a peaceful protest and some guy was like, nah, not today. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, went out and he was like, why'd you do it? And he's like, I claim ISIS. You know, so you just like, Information and video on those reports of that car crash you were looking at in Charlottesville. Actually, you, you want to pull it up? No. Okay. Send me the link and I can pull it up. Okay. Beep. Jesus, fuck. You know, there's that, like, ancient, not Mayan thing, I think it's a Hindu or a Buddhist thing, that says the law of, like, there's cycles of the universe, 
there's cycles of everything from like your life up to like a, a nation up to a planet right. up and uh it's like peace crazier crazier and then there's kali yuga which is batshit insane and it's the longest one but then kali yuga so it gets like peaceful to crazy to crazy to crazy to crazy and then mm-hmm. the end of kali yuga it doesn't slowly go down it goes utopia and i guess that would be like the technological singularity but as you get closer to it things go fucking insane and i think that's right now i think we're in kali yuga like seems like kali yuga is the last of the four stages or yeah. ages of yuga yeah the world goes through as part of a cycle of yugas described in the Sanskrit yeah and it's because I was thinking just like 2016 with all the like the celebrities and shit and then it literally translates to age of vice of vice vice yeah I just think of like the last two years and I was thinking like instead of just technological singularity I think we're in the equivalent of like a cultural singularity as well from fucking Donald Trump being president to like the Cubs winning the World Series to fucking just everything. It just yeah. And this Cubs year's this year's been just as crazy. Like or eight years or something. Yeah. Like how Green Frog Pepe was put on the Anti Defamation League list. Like like this. It's just. I think that's something no one saw coming or considered was a tech or as a cultural singularity where now more batshit crazy things happen in our society every year than what happened in the previous 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like it's just it's, all it's, up. You know, it's just it's, it's just speeding like a up, collective meltdown. Yeah, it's speeding up. You know, like I, everyone just they, they need their eye opening experience. Yeah. It's a very own cataclysm. Holy fuck. I mean, it, but it's like the question that's posed all, all along. Well, like, and then, and then he's like, ah, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Peace. Holy shit. You gotta think, like, people caused that to happen to the front of that metal car. People what? Like the bodies of people are what caused that damage in front of that metal car. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what's crazy. Um, there's 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 other videos. There's, I mean, like someone actually like gets pinned on the front of that car. Really? How many people died? Remember. Let's see, more than one. Three dead. Dozens hurt. Yeah. 34 injured. Jesus so accurate. Jesus fucking Christ. What's the new... Pluto insanity when he actually survived something like that. They're just like, oh yeah, why'd you do that? You know, ISIS man, you know, just, <laughs> just trash it insane. I don't need, I don't need justification. <laughs> ISIS. Yeah. My car got, got declined. At McDonald's, and you know, I just didn't have anything else to do. So, <laughs> why'd you do that? I fucking grew up in Valdosta, man. Why do you think I'd do anything? 
Well, when I was leaving the house, I stubbed my toe earlier, and it really hurt, and I was mad, so I just ran over a bunch of people. Well, so, yeah, it was after a long cascade of things after Tommy broke into my fucking house. Yeah, just really fucked me up when he broke in and <laughs> burned the couch. I like, I love that couch. I can't, be- I can't believe you wrote, you wrote fuck he tried. Me. He tried to smash the TV, and he couldn't. But he did write fuck you in blood. Yeah. Weirdo. Who would do that? <laughs> yeah. You wrote fuck you and ketchup. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, man, that's so weird. Like, who would do that? <laughs> man, that guy's really sadistic. <laughs> man, let's let's not pay attention to the, the fact that everything we own is broken. <laughs> Don't fuck with Tommy. He'll break into your house and write fuck you on the wall and ketchup. Yeah. I kind of like that. That adds to the mystique. Dude, my, my freshman year of Valdosta, this was second semester when I when I had a job. I was working at CVS. Um, lived in Patterson. I, park, I parked across the street from the dorm. And, like, I'm on my way to work. I'm, you know, like, already going to be late, like, you know, per usual. And I got to my car, and someone wrote, I don't even, I think they wrote... Like, fuck you on my car in ketchup. On like, and I don't know how long it had been there, like at least twelve hours. And I had to drive down Patterson and what other main roads are in Valdosta with fuck you on my car in ketchup on on very front. <laughs> and thankfully, CBS was right next to a car wash, and my attorney brother worked there. But um, so like on my first break, I had to like go over there and like get my car washed and get that shit scrubbed off. But that's one of those things that no one, no one ever owned up to it. And to this day, I don't know who did it and I don't know why they did it. It's like, I don't, the, it's like the CIA giving you money. The great, I mean, I, exactly. I had a, honestly, that one's going to, it's going to bother me for, for a while because I mean, I'd only been in school for maybe you know like seven, eight months. And um, I didn't have enough time by that point to piss off that many people, so I don't know who would have done it. Drop. It's not like I, you know, went around fucking a bunch of dudes' girlfriends or, Except you know, one. ratting people out. Chocolate. I just assumed that it was some guys that I lived in the dorm with. I mean, dude, someone came into my room in the frat house and wrote "fucking" yeah. Sharpie on the wall. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, like, and. Like, at the same time, it could have just been, like, a random target. I don't think it was random, but, like, I didn't even know, like, how many people even knew what my card looked like. It's like Jimmy from, Sa- drop, so. it's like Jimmy from South Park when the the urinal deuce. Who, who would poop? Who would poop? in the urinal? Who pulled down the pants? Drop the number two. Who would poop in the urinal? It's such a, it's such a, sensitive, it's such a sensitive crime. <laughs> did you did you watch the the Halloween one, Jack and Crack? I don't think so. Oh, it's where Randy and all the guys have like a, an annual tradition. They have like a week long party before Halloween, and they dress up as witches and they they drink Jack Daniels and smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a Randy episode. Randy episodes are the, the best, hands down. Yeah, Randy's back. <laughs> yeah, my God. Or he gets um, addicted to, like, 
getting cats to spray in his face and yeah. he gets high off of it. Like, the one where he literally turns into a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sharon, go home. <laughs> it's so over-obsessed with everything. It's fucking fantastic. Or, uh, I think my favorite part, it might just be when they get Guitar Hero. There's that one, like, five-second clip where Randy comes down in the middle of the night like, no one's awake and he, like, sneaks down and, like, the television is, like, casting him in, like, a pale glow and he, like, picks up the guitar and it's, like, Blue Oyster Cult, <laughs> Fear the Reaper. And it just shows Randy from behind and he just, like, lifts up, like, one finger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you see the young brother died today from ACDC? No. Malcolm, Malcolm Young? It wasn't Angus. It was, I mean, but, you know, one of the, one of the founders, like, like the main guy behind the the, uh, the rhythmic riffs of ACDC, like, you know, the founder of their sound. It's like how they were describing it. Well, I guess, guess the power's going to be out. Yeah, man. I never got a chance to see ACDC now. Really? Well, I mean, like, they, they went... Like, they did Coachella. They had, like, Coachella last year or two years ago. They never came to Bonnaroo, though. So, I mean, if I'm going to see any band like that, like, that's a band that they tour, and, like, their tickets are pretty expensive, and I'm not really going to go out of my way to see them. And that's, like, how I got to see most of the bands, like, in that same... Category was they just always came to Bonnaroo. That forgot about Bonnaroo. Yeah. Tom Petty, Paul McCartney, Grateful Dead, like you know, like everyone like that. Just I've got to see them for free just because they always ride on the train. If you, dude, one of the one of the most badass things I've ever seen anyone pull at a concert was a Grateful Dead show. Bonner two years ago, I guess it like not this past year, but even before, June before. Um, someone drove a fucking 1970s Toyota truck. Oh, they can say through the crowd, through the gate into Bonner, like in front of the main stage. And they weren't wreaking havoc, they were literally just sitting in the couch in the back of their truck getting ready for the show and i went up and talked to the security guys because like i went through the same vip gate to like get to my 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 vendor stuff and i was just like hey did you see that how how did that happen and there were two of them they're like whoa dude i don't know i was like what are y'all gonna do and they looked at each other's like we don't know like it's a fucking truck that just drove in past us, you know, like, if anything, they get in trouble for, <laughs> if they, like, until a higher up, like, how did you let that happen? It's like your one job. Look, buddy, I, I ain't listening to you. Just last week, you told me you you said you saw a bunch of driverless trains in the desert. <laughs> now you're telling me there's a truck in Bonnaroo. Get out. Yeah, just driving around. You tell me that they're not causing havoc, that they're just sitting there. On a couch in the back of their truck, just watching the Grateful Dead. He just, Grateful Dead is dead. What are you he, talking about? He just <laughs> sat there and shit his bridges. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too high Kill it, man. If you were to... I'll be right back. Alright. I don't know what the fucking history of the aristocrats thing. It, it's some joke that's not. It's like not actually a joke. It's just it, like comedians will try it every once in a while to like unknowing crowds, and it's just like the longest. It's like taken on a life of its own, where it's just like the most vulgar, like basically story about like a talent agency, and you just go until people realize that like you're not telling a joke. You just it's supposed to be like the most vulgar shit you can think of. Like, and South Park took a crack at it, and. I used to watch, like, the 30 days leading up to the MCAT. I don't know why, like, working hard, studying hard, like, but instead of, like, a pump-up song, the end of every evening when I was getting ready for bed, I would listen to South Park the Aristocrats joke. I don't know why. I mean, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. yeah. Here. I just sent it to you. Whatever. You wind down and file the information you learned for the day. Fuck that time. I was soaring over Wait, did you pull it up? Yeah. I, oh, I, forgot you have, I, forgot I don't you. I don't know if you'll actually be able to hear it or not. No, I forgot you have headphones on. <laughs> can you hear it? No. It's alright, you can listen to it. Yeah, I have. Hmm. Well, this, this, this should totally be sharing. 
Oh, yeah, now, my... now it is. Now it is. Now it is. For person, now for our impersonation of the victims of 9-11. That, that really is the most fucked up joke possible. Rammed into, you know, a minute and 51 seconds. The father pulls his pants down and starts shitting on the baby with a shoving. Yeah, and then the dad pulls the dick out and starts fucking baby. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell, and man? He's sucking a little baby penis. Cow, darker cow, and darker. Cow, cow. Will you hold on, please? God, will you let me finish the joke? <laughs> hold on, Cal. Brutal, man. No, no one's, no one's really ever seen that, so if I don't get it, I'll be at someone interrupting, but hold on, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> You're being rude. Yeah. Please do not interrupt me. Cal, will you hold on, please? Yeah, so should we... Let's talk about some um, actual podcast stuff. Okay. I, I watched that that Alan Watts video that that you sent what me the God other day. Got, what if God got bored? I watched that one. What if God um, got bored? I, I watched it twice because the the first one I watched was like, no, you need to watch this one, and like uh, it wanted me to watch the remastered version. So I just went ahead and listened to them both twice. I mean, it's the same stuff, but you know, it's, it's just like different visuals. For mm-hmm. it. And I saw that. It, the uh, the Zenden 2.0. Why is it 2.0 for that video that you sent? Well, Zenden 1.0 was the one in our attic. And uh, yeah, but, but where is this one? The 2.0 was when I moved in with Christy the following year. And okay. I moved it over to my house when I moved in with Christy. And it became so this up- was in Athens? Yeah, it was across yeah. town. And move gotcha. it, moving it kind of destroyed the magic of it. Because the first one, it was, granted, it was in an attic in Georgia and was hot and there was no bathroom. The, I mean, it was a tinderbox. We were surprised we never burned the house down. But yeah. there was like a certain aspect of like magic to it. The second one was like when a corporation takes over a grassroots movement and destroys it. Right. That's what it kind of was. Like I put too it's much. Like, oh, it's still special. It's like it's not this thing. Like I put almost put too much effort into it. Um, right. I don't know, maybe it was just because I was a, a much more terrible place in my life. But it was cool. The second one had a king-sized waterbed, and it had a movie theater, like a projector. Where do you even find a waterbed? <laughs> At the waterbed store in Athens. <laughs> they have a waterbed store? Yeah. God, they would have a waterbed store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got it, and it was... Uh, How much are waterbeds? Because, I mean, it's basically just like a, you know... 
big old thing of plastic. Yeah. I don't know, but it was a... I fucking loved it. How do you fill that shit up? You, get, you, have, like yeah. an, you have an adapter and a hose you connect to... Just drag the hose from outside in? It's <laughs> 500 pounds of water. It's fucking... Holy shit. Dude, it's awesome, though. Hell yeah. Dude, we, dude, we would just get super high. Or, like, no one knew that it was, like, a water bed. So, when they'd come in, you know, they'd be, like, really stoned. I'd be, like, you can lie in the bed if you want, man. Like, king-size bed. We'll throw on some, like, Grand Theft Auto. And they'd be, like, you'd always watch their face. They'd be, like, yeah, dude, so any... <laughs> what? <laughs> dude, it was, it was absurd. The cool thing about the... One thing I wanted to do is I wanted to get a subwoofer and put it under the water bed. Oh, yeah. And connect it to the uh, speakers. And just have the whole thing like, dude, laying on the waterbed. You still have the waterbed? No. Laying on the waterbed after taking a bunch of acid, that was a fucking experience and a half. It's like those ultrasensory chambers where, you know, you sit in some highly salinated water in like a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, yeah, those things. This was different. Dude, this, this was more it's like, like that. No, this was actually like, like the opposite of that. Because it's you're, like that, except you're just high. Yeah, this was the opposite of that. Instead of like stripping away everything, there's like lasers and Christmas lights and tapestries and sound, and your entire body's floating and squishing. You are like hyper immersed into your environment as opposed to like completely shutting everything out. But yeah, that was too much. Because, like, I didn't know where my body ended and the bed began. Right. It was just, yeah, it was. Because it's, it's also, you know, fluid motion. Yeah, and you're, and you're 70% water, so it was this odd, like. Right. Uh, I am bad. Yeah. <laughs> I am bad. <laughs> bad as I. Tom, you all right? <laughs> forever, forever sleep in bed, yes. Yeah. I just remember laying there with my cat on my chest and he was staring at me. And I was staring at him. And like he knew. And I knew he knew. We we oh, linked we linked oh, up yeah. in, we linked up in that moment and I never looked at Hobbes. I like something about him was like he knew after that. There was some psychedelic thing where Yeah, I actually have a video of Hobbes when I was in that room. I guess it was before I peaked because I was able to operate my phone without the fucking characters bouncing around on the screen. <laughs> like, like, like fucking cereal and, or like a alphabet soup. Yeah. Uh. Oh, whoops. Dude, have you seen that fucking Elsa Gate shit? What is that? Dude, it. Elsa? Elsa, like the Disney character. It's like. Pizza. Okay, yeah, that, that was the only Elsa that was it, in it's my like, head. So. It's like Pizzagate, but like YouTube, and it's this channel that has like 50 million views per video, and it's just this fucked up shit of all these like pirated Disney characters. It's weird because Disney hasn't filed a single license or a copyright thing against them in like months, even though they normally attack everyone else, and these videos are like eating shit, pit, like kid like it's all animated but it's like kids pissing on each other like like ripping off arms like wiping shit on each other like playing dress up with adults it's like 
scatological, like, torture, rape, dismemberment shit. But it's all animated? Yeah, and there's no copyright from Disney, and it's all aimed at kids. What the hell, dude? I tried watching it the other day. Just some stuff, like, like physically sick. I was like... Yeah, yeah. I was like, it is so fucked up. Like, uh, Joe Rogan tweeted it. It's fucked up. Let's look it up. Jesus, dude, dude, look, dude, look it up. It's fucked up. I'll, I'll write that one down and maybe go back to that one. <laughs> <Different time. laughs> Never talking to Tommy again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just writing. Tommy is fucked up. I'm just piece of paper right now. Um, okay. Once I rose above the noise and confusion. What do you think about the name Theory of Now? I don't really know the justification behind it, but I think I think it sounds cool. Oh, I liked it. I, yeah, I just liked how it sounded. You, yeah. You floated it, and I was like, yeah. All right. It works. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of the things, like, with all the podcasts that I've, like, just been, like, looking up different names and random YouTube channels I follow and things that they promote, I, when, when names like that, like, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, um, you know, there's just, like, no consistency to the name, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I heard that somewhere else, or maybe that's actually my own original thought, I have no idea. Yeah. Which one it actually is. And I Googled it. I went on YouTube. And I just have to, and nothing like with substance came out. So I was just like, okay, yeah, maybe the, yeah. the thing, that one actually think, just came out of my head. And the thing is, is I thought, I thought Zen Den was original. I remember Harrison and I thought it was the best thing ever when we named our, our attic that. But I've looked it yeah. up. There's like, no, it's not like original at all. I found it on like gaming forums and on Reddit. I found it on like YouTube, like kids channels. Like, oh, damn it. Well, that doesn't mean that no, no, know, no, no, no. I, you just, didn't come up with it yourself, because I mean, you know, multiple people can come up with that. I mean, it's it's two three letter words that rhyme. So yeah, no, I get I get that. It's just more in general. It's like oh, I didn't th- I didn't think I'd see it anyway. So God, yeah, exactly. I guess I'm not that snowflake. I thought yeah, no one else. Yeah, no one else has the same shape as me. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Uh, Here, this is the one I took a Hobbs. I just sent it to you. This is when I tried to make funny YouTube videos. None of them worked. Then we got some good old video camera recording stuff. Killing it. Dude, I need to find out how to fucking... I can't. You got a heady cat. I need to find out... He's so relaxed in this. Oh, dude, Hobbs, Hobbs is... 
a dog. You'd come into the house and you'd call his name and he'd come running to you and jump up in your arms. He's the weirdest nice. fucking animal in the world, dude. Our, our cat plays fetch. Dude, he... he Really? Yeah, Russell, he goes for hair ties. And hey, hold, hold on. How do, how, how do you pull some... How do you... What, this? Yeah. How do you... Alt-tab? Alt-tab? Wait, yeah, I... Yeah, you have a Mac. Good yeah, luck. Control-tab? Oh, no, no. Like, how do I pull up my... Windows-tab? How do I share my screen with you? Uh, click the, the dots. What dots? Here. Oh. Dots. And um, it'll bring it up and show you what it's like, and then you have to click share again. All right, hold on. When I write, just like random sporadic ideas, I always write in all caps. Really? Yeah, for some reason. I don't, like, I mean, like, normally, like, when I write, just like, like, normal scratch, I, I write normal, but whenever it's just, like, something that is, like, like, at that very moment, like, trying to pour out of my head immediately, I always, I always write in all caps for some reason. Where's... Hey, look, it's Quint. Oh, wait, I need, to share, I need to share it with you so you can... Oh, I don't want photo booth, damn it. Where? Did you hear What? That song with the... With okay, the can, you, can you see my screen? I see me, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't want Quint. There he is. <laughs> Look at his jawline. Oh, oh, dude, Quinn's a sex animal. I don't like that he that he smokes in his in his thing. So a lot of his photos is like him. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't like the and, message it sends. Well, I mean, like that whole sex appeal, I feel like has been dead for the past ten years. Well, maybe that's Quinn's thing. He brings back smoking. Yeah. What if Quinn's responsible for like 200 million deaths? The new Marlboro Man. Uh, yeah, the rest of mine, I guess the humor was dark. Here. <laughs> what what brought this up? Uh, oh, I made these. Oh, did you? What? It's like the Pixar film ants, just like with the magnifying glass coming down on them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a, a great freeze frame right there. Oh, uh, and then this one I made. 
What? What was going on in that last one? It's JFK getting shot. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> are the video quality? <laughs> video quality through it through me. Oh my god. <laughs> Luke Wilson saying it. Um, <laughs> uh, and this is what I made. Quality Snapchat shit post. It's my favorite one. No one, nobody likes it. <laughs> it's a very personal situation. That's that's only half of. One piece of maybe two ply at most. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be ripping off the, the actual roll and using it before that. Dude, I, I, I've done that. I've used. Sometimes you have to. Dude, I've used uh, cardboard. Yeah, man. It's it's better than just having you know, the pit butt. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I remember one time it was my, like, my freshman year of high school and it was like one of the first times I ever drank and I was I was like pissed drunk with my buddy Joe and St. Simon's where his dad had a, a a condo and like Joe passed out in uh, his room oh, this is high school? yeah this is like, you're like you're like 14 yeah this is two, this is like spring 2006 and yeah. uh and, like, his dad was, like, mad at us because he had found that we were drinking. And I was like, fuck. And, and, so dead. and so Joe, like, passed out in his room after, like, yelling at his dad. And his dad didn't even care. In hindsight, it was just, like, I have to, like, scold these kids to an extent. Um, and Joe was like, fuck you, dad, and, like, passed out. And I was just like, I'd only known Joe for, like, two years at this point. I mean, Joe's one of my best friends. Right. But, but at this point, I was like, fuck, like, Mr. Udell's going to kill me. And I was like, so I just stayed in the shower for as long as I could. I was like, I'm just going to sweat out all the alcohol. And I'm, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm 15 and I'm like pissed drunk. And I'm thinking I'll just sweat it all out in half an hour. And so I'm in there for like two hours. And, uh. Is the water even hot? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to come out. And so I'm just like, you know, pissing in the shower every 20 minutes and. And then I, I extremely dehydrated. Yeah, and well, then I just I like go to fart, and I just take this huge dump in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I didn't know where the story was going. Yeah, and, (laughs) and uh, yeah, and I don't know what to do, and it was fucking already there, dude. So I just. 
just waffles on that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bent over, like smacked your ass on the bottom of the shower. No, use the heat. Just use the heel. No, no, I'm not talking about washing my ass. Like, yeah, I did that. That was that was the easy part. Talking about the log. (laughs) (laughs) I just used used my heel. (laughs) (laughs) So these are like full on turns, not like running mats. Oh no, these are like legit, like. Like that's yeah. like that's like that's a poop that should be in a toilet. And it's in so the yeah, these, these weren't like the day after drinking shits. This was like you know, like I had steak for dinner <laughs> <laughs> and like not enough water, like a couple protein yeah. bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> I uh, like those that you might like visibly need a coat hanger to cut up because you're worried <laughs> that you're going to clog the toilet. Uh, and you're sitting there pressing them down the toilet. Dude, uh, wait, you said pressing them down the toilet? Or no, down the shower. Yeah, I want yeah, to make that point clear. <laughs> waffle, waffle stomping. <laughs> waffle stomping. Down the, the shower drain at the, the beach condo. Yeah. And dude, it's a totally normal normal thing to do. Now fast forward. Yeah, we all waffle stomp our shits. <laughs> we all have, man. You know, we've all, we've all slipped up and called our cousins or girlfriends. We've, yeah. we've all waffle stomped one. Classic, yeah. classic Kazakhstan. But <laughs> uh, another time was uh, spring break, two thousand ten. Yes, two thousand ten, Panama City, freshman uh, year. Yeah, and I went down with Cal and Kellen and Madison, Big Tuna, Grant, Quinn. That was there. I was there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, well, I mean, I don't. We were staying at Tidewater or Edgewater, one of the two. I don't remember where we were, but. I remember that we were at like the main area near like La Vila, right. which in hindsight, none of that was even remotely fun. Dude, it was not. It was just getting sunburned, getting sand everywhere, being pissed drunk, dehydrated, it spending went, all your it money. It was hot enough to get burnt, but you couldn't go in the ocean. No. Um, but I remember like, you know, obviously you go to the ocean to piss and stuff, but like I had to it's shit. It's so windy. And there was, yeah. And there was like, and it's cold enough too. <laughs> But, but I remember there was, like, this long... I was with Cal and his friend Stephen Plant from Georgia Southern. And, like, we went to stand in line at this, you know, the like, mile-long... Not mile-long, but, you know, infinitely long line. Yeah. And, like, I was like, wasn't that, like, a, like, I really had to shit, but it wasn't like that I couldn't wait. It was like, I don't want to. I don't even have shoes. You know the entire bathroom's just going to be, like, an inch of piss. Yeah. And, like... I'm too embarrassed to go shit in the ocean. So I just fucking shit in my in my bathing suit. Straight like because like I didn't want to go to the ocean. I was too embarrassed and I didn't want to wait in line. And so I just So you just pooped your pants? And just kept partying. Just Really? Yeah. Not proud of it. How did that turn out? Fine. I had a great time. I just when I got with poop with poop in your pants? Yeah. You're in a crowd of thousands of people. No one knows smells. Yeah, but like it would stain and drip down. Piss drunk. No, it was dry. So like pretty solid turd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another time was my junior year at UGA. And every Friday morning I volunteered at Athens General. Right. You had to get hospital hours on your resume. Yeah, of course. And classic. And uh, on like Friday mornings I'd wake up. And I'd immediately take, like, I had to wake up way earlier than normal. So I, I was always only getting, like, two hours of sleep. So I'd wake up and just 
take like two caffeine pills. Never consumed caffeine like then. So when I did yeah, take, so like 400 milligrams is a good dose to start out on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every can, normal person. Can, can, yeah. yeah, a can of Red Bull's 80. So yeah. I, I would take two of those when I woke up and it'd always just be like, like meth and then it'd be like, you know, shit your pants in like a minute. Well, it's a diuretic. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And so like one morning I'd always go take a shower. And it was like one morning I'm there like brushing my teeth and I'm like getting ready as like I'm fucking coming up on meth. And I go to fart. And I'm just in like boxer briefs. And like I go to fart and I like push and just I mean, dude, it was like black mud. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Dude, like, it's like the, the, the protein shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, this was like hot black mud. And it just mm. fucking came out right Burn. on the. Not even, wasn't even in the shower yet. It came out on like the tile floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, God I left myself an hour because I was just using wet wipes and Clorox, just <laughs> cleaning up like an Exxon Valdez oil spill. <laughs> I, I did that within the. Um, well, within the past year, I showered for work, and I got out of the shower and dry, I was drying off, and farted, and I just like immediately shit myself and just <laughs> got back in the shower. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just gonna do that one over. <laughs> we're we're restarting today. Yeah. Uh... We're just gonna go back to bed after this. So. Uh... Now, going go back to Panama City, um, Tidewater and Edgewater Hotel, I am banned from both of those for life <laughs> from that spring 2010 uh, college spring break. I'm just fucking living it up. And um, the thing about it is, we, you know, we went down there and it's like a 30-story hotel and like 200 people in it are from Valdosta, you know, and I, I know like at least half of those people. So it's, it's like I never left, and we just do the same thing every day. You go down to the beach, and you drink, and then when the sun goes down, you choose someone's room to go get drunk in even more. No, you're, and you're forgetting the, like, two-hour-long uh, uncomfortable nap. Two-hour-long uncomfortable nap, because we have, you know, like, just enough people in the house to make it uncomfortable. Oh, really? We had 11 to one room. 11 to one room? I mean, like, one bed, one bathroom, 11 guys. I mean, we had like eight people staying in one room that, or staying in like one place that had like three bedrooms, but I was in a bunk bed. And, um, you know, the first night, like we had the party, like we had everyone over and security got called, obviously, and we had 36 too many people in our room. <laughs> I remember him counting because I was standing next to him, like watching everyone go out. I was like, bye, y'all, you know, see you. And he was like, that's 36. I was like, awesome. And he's like, no, 36 too many. And he's like, oh, not awesome. That's, that's more than one. <laughs> uh, that was like strike one for 36 people too many. It was like, if I see any of y'all again, you get in trouble. Get kicked out. I was like, all right, cool. So um, next night, you know, it's literally less than 24 hours later. Um, Chuck and the guy, another guy I'm staying with, Scott, there. Sorry, sorry. Said, I was gonna say Chuck is like yells Bohannon. Might as well be. Just like I mean, two, like cooler than the next five guys combined. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he em- embraced his and, his. and you can try to be mean to him because he's just going to out nice you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he just did embrace like I mean, like he was like in band in high school, like played drum, and then, like came to college. And it's just cool. Yeah. All right. It happened. It worked. I think. Right if, I think if you isolated his blood and like centrifuged it and injected it in yourself, you would be like Jimi Hendrix level. And like like Jimi Hendrix, James Dean. Um, I'm gonna disagree with that <laughs> so, so so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not talk about taking my buddy Chuck's blood. <laughs> yeah, the the last thing I want to do is give him any kind of ego boost. <laughs> but yeah, so him and Scott just decide to like go wrestle in the lobby, like in front of the security guards. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know you guys, you know, strike two. And we're like, okay, cool. So they, they followed him back up to the hotel room and into our room. I'm not there at this point. I had gone chasing some other girl that lived in Georgia dorm that was staying down at the same hotel. And I come back at 3 a.m. And notice before the trip, we had bought like seven cases of beer and... You know, so we had over 200 beers just in our room for us for the weekend. Oh, I come back, there are trash cans and trash bags just full of empty beer cans. Every single one. Over 200 beers crushed between like the six guys that bought them. And I'm like, like in the kitchen, because like, I'm wasting, I'm just like, what happened? Like, it's it's the second day. It's gone. Like, it's like, like the guys I'm with, like, like what, you know, like where did they all go? And I look up and and Rob Thrower sitting on the couch. He had, he had been asleep. He he looks at me and he's just laughing his ass off, just dying laughing. And he's like, "Oh, you didn't hear?" And I was like, "What?" He was just like, "Yeah, man." So the same douchebag security guards from the other night followed us back to our our room again. They made us pour out every oh. single beer in our hotel room. And it took fucking 45 minutes of just sitting there pouring beers out. That's and they were laughing. so depressing. Just, yeah, making shit jokes the entire time. Dude, I did security again like a couple summers ago in Ocean City. Ocean City is the Panama City of up north. Yeah. But I wasn't watching college kids. I was watching like freshmen and sophomores in high school. And I would just go to each room like at the beginning of each week. And I would just tell them like, I have no problem like getting you kicked out. It makes no difference to my week. But yes. I was like, if you guys just be quiet, like, like I know you're drinking. No, no, no. Just, don't, hey, hey, just, just don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I know you're drinking because I didn't know I was your age. Just don't do it. Because if you don't do it, I don't have to tell my boss, which means my boss isn't going to flip out. Because I had never read any of the Harry Potters till 2014. I was like, right now, I'm balls deep in Hogwarts. Like, <laughs> y'all stay there. I'm going to read right here, right? And they're like, cool. Yeah. Dude, no, no problems. Like all week, I learned a completely different method than working at a bar. Instead of like trying to strong arm and everyone, I just used like right. diplomacy. Yeah, you just control let, the let situation. Him work with you. Except I worked with a guy like Ivan from Bulgaria. I worked with another guy who wasn't big, but big he, he was a tall guy named Prince Blackosh from uh, Ivan from Kosovo. He grew up during like the Kosovo from Ser- where? Kosovo. He grew up during like the that? Kosovo Serbian War. Uh, okay, so it's an African country. No, no, no. It's in East Europe. He grew uh, up in a right, legitimate... Serbia is definitely not African. Yeah. He, he grew up in a in a legitimate <laughs> war zone. His dad was a journalist that was, like, against the invading forces 
and they broke his dad's arms and legs and threw him on his front lawn. Yeah, he survived. Like, Jesus. Yeah, Prince Prince loves America because he just remembers U.S. Marines like stationed outside of his house every night. And, yeah, uh, Prince is the man. And Prince is like, yes, I I'm hurt so bad that I remember playing football with them on pavement. I was like, why would you play football on pavement with Marines when you're ten? And he was like, I love America. <laughs> like, but so Prince, who was like very American, yeah, yeah. So Prince is like. There's like the ghetto, and then there's growing up in a an eastern so, former Soviet bloc war zone. That's what Prince was, and I hadn't get taught Prince the 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 way of diplomacy with them. I was like, look, man, I was like, it's a lot easier if you just work with them. They don't want to get kicked out. You don't want to yeah. get yelled at by your boss. Scratch yeah, my back, I scratch your arm. Just tell myself. And so we go to one place one night, and there are these kids being douchebags. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're these kids. Like, we're we're gonna have to throw out. And I was like, and that's fine. Like, don't be afraid to like, you know, put your foot down. And so you open the door, and it's these like, cocky like fifteen year olds, and it's like, it's like, all right, fuckers, like, look, like, you're gonna have, like, you're gonna leave. Like, my boss is coming. You gonna? And this like fifteen year old kid like pushes me. I'm twenty four at the time, but again, I'm now old enough, and it's far removed from all of it that like, I don't care. I'm just gonna wait for my boss. It, I don't give a shit. Like. If I was 18, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to beat up this kid. I just, you want to go? Yeah. No, dude, I, I want to get back to Harry Potter. Like, But Prince takes nothing. And every day I, I brought like a sandwich to work for Prince, which I didn't think anything of. But from Prince, grew up in Kosovo, that is like, it's like Euro trip. Like, you give me dime, I start my own hotel chain. Prince is it's like... A, it's a peace offering. Dude, yeah. No, no, but this was like... I was treating Prince like royalty. Prince was like, you bring me sandwich every day. I tell my, my parents know of you. Uh, all hometown knows of Tommy. And I was like, well, shit, man. I don't want really to worry about that. Life-changing, man. Yeah, so, so Prince is behind me. I am now Prince's main man. So the kid pushes me, and I'm like, all right, dude, it doesn't matter. Prince shoves me aside and pulls out this fucking switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> it grabs the kid. I fucking skin you. I fucking skin. I'm like Prince. No, no. You don't, don't even skin him. Don't, don't skin him, Prince. And uh, yeah, that no one. So fucked, they left. No one fucked with us again. I was like Prince. God yeah. damn it. I was like God damn it, Prince. He came to. I brought him over to my house to watch a soccer game one time and meet my family. And it really is like you see like the wow and like difference in wealth because he came in our house taking pictures of it take picture of me in front of your house and he was doing like you know like a hood because we had we had two cars and it was yeah. like that's the equivalent <laughs> of like two lamborghinis and he came inside and like couldn't believe that we had like multiple bathrooms in a refrigerator and i was like damn what am i bitching about in life oh yeah prince is the man dude relativity man yeah seriously and like fighter jets flew over at one time and he like stopped talking like stood up and just saluted this guy and i was like man you appreciate this country more than i do like jesus fuck hell yeah yeah prince is the fucking man well i mean when he takes fighter jets you know he's got a whole different scenario going oh, on, dude it's like fucking ptsd rocking like yeah. i skin you i skin you like, all right, he's literally ride or die so. <laughs> yeah like legit like like ivan on July, you better murder this fifteen-year-old. Yeah, on July fourth, two thousand eleven, when I worked, at, I worked at Secrets. Let me see if I can find a, a picture. I worked with Ivan, and I like was trying to take down this big guy who just punched his girlfriend in the face. So you, you show, I know who Ivan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this big 
Weedasaurus Rex guy just punched his girlfriend. And uh, so I'm trying to, I'm like, fuck. So I'm trying to take him down and I jump on him. This guy, this guy could fucking kill me. And uh, I'm riding around on his back and I can't pull him down. And Ivan, uh, Ivan came up and, you know, Ivan's the Terminator. So Ivan just one punched this guy. But that was different. Prince was, Prince was legit ride or die. I mean, yeah, it's like a soft jab. Just, you know, knock the guy out. Yeah. Let's see. I have some pictures from that summer. Classic. Classic. Um, 21 in that. There, my, me and my brother's girlfriend. It's my brother John's girlfriend. That's the bar I worked at, the huge bar. Peace, police. Yeah, that's me looking like a retard. Yeah, a retard. classic. That's when I looked like fucking... In your long-ass bathing suit. Yeah, that's when I fucking looked... Might as well be Capri's. Yeah. Brother, bro, me, 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 where's... That's the bar I worked at. So, it's fucking huge. Bar slash ocean? Dude, it's the fifth largest bar in the world. Badass, man. Yeah. There's me at the beach with wild horses. <laughs> There's the bar. Yeah. yeah, but this is what that's where I worked. I like how you take all these like relationship photos if it's not even your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take pictures with you, Don. Yeah, we but we used to Tommy work. flexed a little extra harder that day. Tommy flexed a little extra yeah. No, dude, I was 20 that summer, and fucking, I hated it, because, I, oh, you're just a little baby. I'm still 20, and still felt like I was a grown-up. I want to show you the... Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. Is it still sharing my screen? Yeah. <laughs> Remember what I told you about? Yeah, yeah, the Marine. <laughs> the Marine that made me wear shit. Full uniform. Yeah. This was New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, 2012. Wow, that's wild. That was our hotel room. It's Wiz Khalifa's playing down there. There's, I think, Bohannon, maybe? Me and Cal. <laughs> <laughs> There's our, are we taking our duck lips picture? <laughs> And I don't know any of them. I just woke up with that <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, Bohanna was there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Man, I love I love taking random pictures with like huge squads that are not anybody I know. <laughs> when I was in New Orleans, I took a picture with this group of like fifteen black girls. I was the only guy in that photo, and. None of it was on my phone. It was only like on their phones. So there's a photo out there of me with <laughs> photo bombing. Yeah, no, like like they like said you get in the photo. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, fuck yeah. But they, I don't have I don't have photo evidence, man. There's Bohannon's friend who played for the Giants. Yeah, I was gonna say who's that guy? So there's me with what I thought was funny at the time, but I can now see that bouncer probably didn't. Another person I don't know. Callan, Callan, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I love that picture. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did you ever watch Hey Arnold when you were little? Yeah, of course. Do you remember Dino Spumoni? Like, yeah. yeah. You better not touch my gas. Kellen was singing that every night. You <laughs> <laughs> get all fucked up and... You better not touch my gal, or I'll punch you in the kisser, pal. <laughs> oh yeah, and instead of instead of signing our names, we just draw stick figures of Quinn sucking dick. Very nice. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's Quinn sucking Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> Stephen Quinn. <laughs> I always. Oh yeah, our, fir- our first hour in in New York City. Zach got out of the Zach got out of the cab and he he opened the driver's side. He I don't know why he went and opened that door and another uh, car the came driver's up. door. Yeah, I don't know why Zach did it, but he came over and he opened the driver's. door. I don't think he was kidding or something. And another car went by and ripped the handle off. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, there's me and my brothers. <laughs> Quinn. Oh yeah, this guy. I didn't make it up to be popular, but it has become a crowd favorite. So enjoy, enjoy. He's good. Yeah. Mike check one, two, one, two, come on. Somebody, anybody clapping. Somebody clap. Yeah, I just remember someone kept yelling instead of counting down to New Year's. They they kept yelling, Mom, the meatloaf! Mom! <laughs> meatloaf! Meatloaf! Fuck! Yeah, we won it! Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember Kellen got mad at me because he and the Giants guy were, uh, the Giant Giants guy, were, uh, they kept ordering bottles for, like, hundreds of dollars each, and I kept pouring, like, shots and used, and glasses we were to use, and I'd, I'd put them on trays, and I'd walk back into the kitchen, where all, like, the poor Mexican guys are, and I'd be like, shots! And <laughs> so all these guys were like, hey! And then they'd come take shots at me. And I just remember the guys were like, yo, we're spending like hundreds of dollars on these bottles. And I was like, they like oh, we're balling out. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I was going and doing like this. It's not physically possible for the six of you to drink. Yeah. So, you know, whatever the hell they're buying. So. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go do the, uh, the equivalent of like Titanic when it's like, you want to go see your real party and they go to like the underclass. I was like, I'm going to go party with the Mexicans in the kitchen. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're awesome. Uh, but. They're the ones living it up. Yeah, man. Dude, where does where does Kellen live now? Is he back in California? Yeah, he moved right back to LA. And fucking of course. Like within a year had like was making like is making like multi hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Why did he go to Val Austin? I don't know. Like I remember when I first met Kellen, I was like was it like a like football you, win? But no, no, he was his roommate football, like earlier. I was, he was like twenty nine when he yeah, started. I just remember thinking like when I first met Kellen, I was like, I feel like a week of knowing him, I was like, he's one of those guys that doesn't need a degree. He, he can just go talk. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He he's someone that could make that fuck you money through a loophole. Yeah. Uh, my final conclusion was is he knew that, but he was like, I'm gonna get the college experience. I'm gonna come. I, to, I, I think that's what he wanted. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna come to. What he said when he was going through. I'm gonna come to Valdosta, Georgia. I'm from LA, so I'm gonna come to this town, which is basically like a piece of scratch paper. I can just go fuck mm-hmm. around and then leave. And I think that's what he did, and he had an absolute blast. Yeah, he did. I picked up a lesson from Kellen in Valdosta, and it was he'd start ordering drinks, and he would just he would just tip like a thousand percent. And as the night went on, the bartender would sort of get the gist of what was going on. And when he got his tab at the end of the night, it would just be zero dollars. And it's because, so Kellen could order like $500 of drinks, but he would tip, you know, normally if the bartender got like a $20 tip, Kellen would be tipping like $200. Like yeah. so, so the bartender would just take the 200 clear the tab. Run everything off, and it's a win-win. Pocket that. Yeah, win-win. Bartender gets two hundred instead of twenty, and Kellen gets only spends two hundred instead of five hundred. And he's not sitting around waiting for drinks because as soon as they see him, they're like, "That guy, I want more money." Yeah. Well, I picked yeah. up that lesson from him, and my senior senior year is I actually just watched the video earlier. It's five years ago tomorrow. Uh, I was telling my friends is how I used to fake my twenty first birthday and Valdosta all the time in suits, but this point i was 22 and i was like i was like let's just wear a bunch of suits oh and speaking of the sr71 blackbird i was like let's just say that we're like young successful we got that fuck you money we work for lockheed martin we're defense contractors high ups and uh i was like we just wear these suits and we just we just sell it as convincing as we can we just fucking full commit like jump out of the plane with your parachute like it better work like we just commit and we go up and we, we go to City Bar in Athens in our suits and we just, we order like one round of drinks for like 10 bucks. And we just throw them 50 and we just tell him to keep it. And he now remembers us. The rest of the night, he's going to choose us for drinks. And we got, every time we got an open tab open and we know he's tracking zero dollars because he knows he's going to get a couple hundred dollars at the end of the night. Yeah. Let's keep this good. But city bars, or the bars in Athens are much bigger than they are in Valdosta. There's not one room where you can see everyone. Right, so, they all have upstairs, downstairs, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so, I was like, we do that. If we get preferential service from yeah. a, a bartender. I've been to city bar. And yeah, we get preferential service from a bartender, and at some point in the night, we'll just bounce. Cause, oh, no, no, we hadn't had an, we hadn't had an open tab yet. They weren't charging us because they knew at the end of the night we were just going to like slip them a Benjamin or something. And right. So, and so that's not going to work. And it was with Benji and David and Pat Robbins and Ed McCrary. And I was like, yes, it will. So we all put on just these like black suits, comb our hair over, <laughs> get all shaved up. And we just, we keep talking about Q3, quarter three, how we just had sick profits. And we're back. Yeah, I just got my Q3 bonus. Yeah. And we're here and we're here for the game this weekend. We're here to represent the dogs. Because we still know how to get down, even though we're business guys. Right. And we just fucking sell like balls deep. And and so we go there, we do that, and we buy like $50 worth of like watered down shots the first like couple minutes there. And it works. And we do that. And for like two hours, we were just drinking like kings. And then we just walk out the fucking front door. 
So <laughs> between five guys, fifty dollars is ten dollars a piece. We drank hundreds of dollars and had preferential service on a Thursday night on a on a game day weekend. Game day weekend. Yeah. Crowds pouring in. Yeah. The students have already tapped out for the week. Yeah, dude, it was it was brilliant if I say so myself. That's the way to do it. And when I was in Athens back in uh, I guess March was the last time I was there, uh-huh. one of my buddies, he was like, hey, I work at this bar in Atlanta, and our company owns both of these bars. Oh, can you see this? I'm going to come back and serve drinks to my friends, even though I don't work here. And they said, okay. And he literally just went behind the bar and served us drinks for like 20 minutes and poured like 80 shots. <laughs> really? Can you, yeah. Can you see this? Yeah. Oh, that was, that's suit night. <laughs> that's it's suit night, it's yeah. My, yeah. It's my yeah, buddy in med school, Lockheed law school, Martin. and that's David, yeah. Except, no, he didn't work for Lockheed Martin. He was CIA, which is why he didn't wear, <laughs> which is why he didn't wear a suit. He just wore black. <laughs> and his nickname, <laughs> he, yeah, we all have different names. He was Slade. That's David. Slade. David was uh, Jerry. I was Thomas. And Slade. Yeah. Oops, there's Ed McCrary. And a uh, picture with our black friend that we met. Damn, Tommy. Yeah, look how white I am. Vampire. I think this picture is fucking hilarious. Because you can see our buddy Ed, right? Yeah. See his face. <laughs> What's Ed looking at? Uh, I don't know. He's got something about to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> look at Ed's face. Oh, Ed, look at... Uh, is it? Where is it? two booths right when you walk in on the left yeah 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 that's where we were we uh i remember we went a bunch to... of uh, uga players downstairs doing cocaine in the bathroom really because we were in the bathroom downstairs doing drinking <laughs> i got convinced one of them that was a billionaire and um he said oh awesome and he handed me his phone he was like put your number here in here i'm always trying to make connections and he gave me his phone this is a football player and he walked into the bathroom and just started doing a bunch of blow with my buddies from Atlanta. And so I'm just sitting there holding this football player's phone. And I'm just like, I don't fucking want this phone. Like, <laughs> you're not Nick Chubb. I don't know who you are. So, like, his big-ass bouncer football player buddy standing right next to me just, like, just making sure shit didn't go down. It's just like, here, give it back to dumb shit. I'm going back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Put your number in. He didn't say anything. He just took the phone and was like, oh. Just put your number in as Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm always trying to make connections. 
Yeah, I'm always trying to make connections. We did the we did the suit thing another time on oops on New Year's 2013, I think. And it was the same thing. We all worked for Lockheed Martin. That's wrong. Uh, Is this New Year's Athens? Yeah, what I mean, what else would we do? I don't know. <laughs> Same group, like a year and a, <laughs> a year and a half later. <laughs> There's our buddy Benji. We had him dress as a. Uh, Benji was the intern. Yeah, he looks like an intern. And then, uh, where's our. Wear a blue shirt, you fucking intern. Yeah, and then where's. Uh, we had our buddy Billy. Uh, fuck, where is it? I don't know where it is, but yeah. <laughs> I think this is it. We had this is how you kinda of look like him right now. I kinda of do. Yeah. Billy was a uh, blackout Billy. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he drank more than anyone I've ever met in my life. And That's impressive. Uh, yeah. Because you drink a lot. He's a lot. He's smart as fuck. And uh Billy was the he was the billionaire CEO of Lockheed. <laughs> The guy who just decided he doesn't have to wear a suit anymore. Yeah. Uh, Last semester. Where is it? Did you graduate in 2013? Yeah. Here's from a interview in Miami. <laughs> Chromed out Lambo. Jesus. Yeah. That's what my buddy Mike made. He made it's a he made two hundred thousand dollar mirror. Yeah. Uh, Dead now. Yeah, Mike's the guy that did all the. Here's another one I don't remember. <laughs> I think <laughs> Cal sent me this. It was from some pledge. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I think that was hilarious. Fucking Gumby outfit, man. <sighs> Did you guys ever make Pledge's uh, steel cardboard cutouts from fast food? No, we just stole them ourselves. <laughs> Dude, um, New Year's Eve 2013, going into 14, I'm pretty sure. Went to, or it wasn't New Year's Eve, it was right before. Base Lights in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, base Sector Pretty Lights and a couple other people playing. We went to subway before the show and that's when they had the giant michael phelps cutouts of him you know like holding the footlong sub like an actual like life-size photo of him 
And we just asked them if we could have it. And they're like, no. And they're like, well, we're going to take it. Are you sure we can't just have it? And they're like, honestly, I don't give a fuck. You know, the guy working there makes $8 an hour. It's like, you guys can take it. I don't give a shit. I'll just say that you stole it. I'm like, all right, cool. So we stole it. And um, we, we cut off, like, the bottom half. And we took it to the Bass Nectar show. <laughs> and, like, everyone, like, has their own totems, like, you yeah. know, like, creative totems. We just had this giant fucking <laughs> subway thing that we just got from Subway. And we rocked it the entire time. And after the show, Lauren, Bass Nectar came down and was signing an autograph. And like, he called us from afar. He was like, you, Subway guy. And, like, we, like, ran to the front. He's just like, I've been laughing at that shit all Dead. and and he grabbed it and he like like drew glasses and like a must like evil mustache and like like devil eyes on michael phelps inside it <laughs> and um i'm sure i could find a picture of it but uh yeah like my friends actually like kept it and like made it into a totem afterwards like like actually like like put like devil eyes like little lights in, in his eyes and like actually like put like an actual totem on it. But That's amazing. Cool we, fucking experience, man. We had, I just remember we had like a, like an eight foot tall Colonel Sanders at Purple Haze one year. And all the girls were like, what's that have to do with like the six seeds? And we were like, everything. And it, was just this it, doesn't, huge, it doesn't matter. It was just this huge fucking Colonel Sanders like 30 feet up on the side of the chimney. It just said, eat more chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear about the giant, it was either Zaxby's or Chick-fil-A, the giant chicken in Athens that was stolen by a pledge class? Are you serious? I mean, like, 35 feet tall, like, weighed wow. like a, weighed like a thousand pounds. <laughs> like, they had to, they, dude, they literally had to get, like, a trailer and, like, uh, two trucks and, like, hooked up chains to it and stole it. It was, like... That's highly impressive. Yeah, and <laughs> I remember hearing about it when I was in Valdosta, and it was... <laughs> and then, like, fucking, like, three years later, I'm in the Zen Den, smoking with Harrison, and we're trading stories about Pledgeship. And he goes, yeah, man, I'll top your, like, frat house story. Uh, I stole a... I helped steal a, a massive uh, Zaxby's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it wasn't like and I like I blew the weed out of the bowl like all over him I was like that was you that was you I remember I remember us gathering around and we were like that is impressive like we need to do that and he was like yeah they came to like the beta theta pie house the next day because of this giant chicken and they threw a tarp over the top but the, but the tarp barely covered the head so it's just this giant fucking chicken <laughs> barely covered yeah it's it's like a dog hiding by putting his head under like a shoe or something and they were like you need to return that and they were like yeah like okay yeah yeah it's too late you already committed to it yeah, so here's the photo is that Quinn? Yeah. Oh, here, go back. It's what? The wedding photo? Yeah, I thought that was Quinn. Are you kidding? Oh, no. You no, can't... my buddy Harry right there? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, All dude. the way to the left. Second of the left. I thought that was Quinn. Oh, no. No, if anyone had listened to Harry, it's probably, it's probably Harry. 
No, that's my buddy Peter. Right. Yeah, they both kind of resemble him. That's yeah, amazing. he signed it and he drew fucking eyes on him and shit. It's fucking, mustache. it's fucking amazing. It's pretty tight. Yeah, who, which, uh, let's talk about some, like, friends we could have on. Um, well, I want to have my buddy Shane on. Okay. Who? I mean, we could have is. literally anyone. I'm just I'm trying to think of who would do it. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think Shane would be someone, because, like, I would, Honestly, yeah, I want like just like you know, funny friends who yeah can talk about something, but I also want them to like you know have something to promote and like stories that like that they could easily share too. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, he just finished kayaking the entire Mississippi uh, River. Oh yeah, with, <laughs> with as much kayak experience as me, which is like yeah, you know, like every four years I might kayak. <laughs> I might kayak on a July Fourth weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, him and uh, another guy, I've got a buddy who just finished med school, and he his first year of med school, he still went to, like, seven music festivals and did a lot of drugs that he probably shouldn't have been doing while in med school, and he probably shouldn't have gotten in med school in the first place, and all of his teachers told him that he wasn't going to graduate, and he fucking graduating you know he's you know, practicing and his name is Rocco Romeo that's amazing doctor he's like he sent me an email on um or he sent me a snapchat today of an email he got and, and he said I laugh every time because his his name is Dr. Romeo you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just he's self-absorbent he eats that shit up uh <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I went to my Miami interview, my buddy Pat, the guy who did the Lockheed Martin night with us, Slade, the CIA guy. Yeah. Pat, Pat Robbins is the single smartest human being I've ever met in my life. Like, bar none. A freak of fucking nature. Stayed for the MCAT for three weeks and he beat me. And he, Yeah, he's a fucking genius. Uh, graduated with perfect 4.0 in college. Was in a band. Party like an animal. It's one of those people you're like, fuck you. And your brain, and your eleven out of ten girlfriend, like, yeah, man, fuck you, pet. But uh, uh, he he went he went he was in my, he went to Miami Med School, and he didn't take a year off, so he went straight to it. So I stayed with him after my interview, and it was like a Friday night, and I remember it was like after their first exam, and I went and stayed with him. And he's like, yeah, like we're going to a party, and I was like. I didn't know you guys had time to drink. I thought it was just studying nonstop. He's like, it is. And like, I went to this, I went to this room they had a, you know, it's in Miami. So it's obviously it's just looking over the ocean and it's beautiful. Dude, he has his entire, their entire class, their entire MS1 class. So it's like 150 kids in this one tiny apartment. They've got, they've got kegs in the tub filled with ice. Holy shit. Dude, yeah. There's fucking smoking weed. They've got Coke. And I was like, just as hard as it was in college and he's like yeah we have less time to do it so they just go that much harder no, they I got like, to i was like holy shit i never thought about that i hear these here are these kids and like some of them had their white coats on and they're just fucking like they're just like like they just came from the library yeah and they're like beer bong and i'm like ripping blunts and i was like this is the coolest i've ever seen 
and I was like, holy shit, like, it was like the underside that I never saw, and it was beautiful. Well, I mean, like, that part of you, it, I mean, it never really leaves you. you yeah, just don't, kind of don't, stop don't suppress it. it or you'll break into a frat house. Yeah, exactly. The animal comes in. Like, you need that, you need that release every now and then. Yeah, the animal, the animal will break out. Um, and honestly, like, a, an experience like that, like, just that, like, that relief that, you know, that six hours of feel good or whatever. Yeah. Is, is more encouragement to uh, you know progress to the next week and just like help process all the information it absolutely kind of have is a, a brain dump it absolutely is i remember yeah. it wasn't until my it's a, it's a turning point you know it was it was the semester leading up to the mcat that i finally decided i was like like i'm so sick of studying i'm just gonna go out yeah. instead of going yeah. out once a semester i was like i'm going out once a week i don't care what my grades are like i'm gonna shoot for straight a's but I have to go out one night a week, get blackout drunk, smoke a ton of pot, eat shitty food. Like I just need that. And yeah. And not only did it's I get like a, a part of the weekly cycle. Not only did I get a four taking genetics, physics two, and calculus, and biochemistry, but that was also the semester leading up to scoring a thirty five on the MCAT. You know, you know, study harder I, during uh, the week. You get your shit done not, and not just like, know, yeah, like, that Friday, you're going out and you're doing that. But that's what it was. It was like knowing that you had that every week. It was like, yeah, okay, like I instead of studying seven days a week, you study six days a week, and then you go balls to the wall that other day. Yeah, fucking, you just go nuts, and it was like, yeah, I deserve this. Yeah, dude, like, yeah, you should be paying me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me five dollars for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember that's how it started with the suit night. Was yeah. It was like I I was just studying so much and I couldn't do it and I was like, my friends had gone out like Thursday and Friday already and I was like, I was like guys let's go out and they were like no dude we're just like smoking tonight and I was like guys I haven't gone out since like this is in November. This is five years ago tomorrow. And I was like, I haven't gone out since like July 4th. I was like, I'm going with or without you guys. And they're like, dude, I'm sorry. And I, was, and I was like, and I was like, all right. I was like, well, I was like, well, I like, I'm not going out then. And my friend Benji was like, you know what? No, we'll go out. But we're going fucking nuts. We're getting blackout. I was like, I can't do that. I got to study tomorrow. And Benji, and then David was like, we're going out. And I was like, I'm not going out. And they're like, whatever, dude. And I was like, Fuck it, we're going out. I thought they wouldn't call my bluff. And I was like, all right, if you guys put on suits with me and pretend we work for Lockheed Martin, I'll go out with you and we'll spend all the money we have. And, uh, and so Benji leaves and comes back from his room like two minutes later, he's got a suit on, he spritzed some cologne on he's, and he was like, nut up. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and dude, and that's, that's how it cascaded. It was that, that weekend that weekend made me start to realize just how fucking much I hated pre-med. Like, really, like, that, like, and, because I had so much fun. Like, it was, was how much you love other things. Yeah, it was an, it's an extraordinary, unhealthy amount of fun from, like, a, I mean, it was a fun night, objectively, but, like, to me, it was, like, the like best thing. I just won the Super Bowl, yeah. Like, I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. And I remember the next day, hungover, but I was having so much fun because I wasn't studying. And my friend CJ, the one who we chased the carjacker with, CJ's like, you know what, Tommy? 
he's like, there's two, he's like, one thing I've always said about you, dude, he's like, you give an impressive amount of little fucks. But number two, I've never seen someone so happy not doing what they're supposed to do. And I was like, that was pretty profound. And he, and he was like, he was like, I think, he's like, I think you fucking hate your lap, man. Just saying. And I was like, fuck. And like, that made me 2000 section. And like, that was a seed planted in my head. And it was just like, oh no. He knows. Yeah. And what I was supposed to start, I planned on studying all Christmas break. And then Callan called me and was like, What's up, Big Pinman? What's up? What's going on, man? What's going on? Good looking. Yo, we're going to Manhattan. We're going to Manhattan. Dude, let's do it. You got that Christmas money? And I was like, yeah, I think I'll do that. <laughs> it was like this weird, like, what's happening? And yeah, and then the next semester, and then it just snowballed. And yeah, and then that's where I am now. Sitting, uh, I don't know if it worked out yet because I'm living at home in <laughs> 27. <laughs> This, uh, the story's not finished. It's yet. not finished yet. I sure as fuck hope not. Literal and metaphorical. Finish your fucking book. Finish that, yeah. I have a bunch of... Uh, I, I got a bunch of websites last night, and I'm going to start submitting, like, rough drafts to, like, basic ideas. I'm going to use that Reddit post I made, which is, like, a very... It's, it's basically, very like, it's like this is, this is what it's like kind of thing. I don't know if you saw. Right. I added a ton to it. Um... I mean, I went, I went through it, and, like, I mean, you even, like, commented. No, like, like right, before, right before we started this podcast, I, I added, like... Oh, you added I, more. I added, like, yeah, ten, like, maxed out comments to it. Gotcha. Um, I'm just going to take that, and I'm going to start sending it and being, like, this is, like, a pretty accurate outline of what it would be, and it's pretty absurd. And I don't know if you looked at that thing I sent you. I don't care if you didn't. The my trip report of the 12 hits of acid and ounce of shrooms. No, I didn't get that one to pull up. Yeah. That one I'm actually going to use to tie in because that was like a very instrumental part of it. So that's our, but the purpose of that is it's not that I wrote about the trip report is I wrote that as like, I'll write like it's full descriptive flowery, like super like in depth, like, how something finished would look. It's like an example of my writing and right. how I said my, like my, have you sent this to any company yet? What? Examples of your work so that you can get fronted on your book. So you actually have some, no, I, I need to do that, which is what I realized last. Cause I made that it's, it started when I was just, I made a post about the Zenden the other day. I found something called trip caves and I was like, Oh, these are pretty neat. Other people have Zenden. So I just posted one just like nothing. And, yeah. and then someone invited me to this, like, I guess, private sub, and it's these, some people are trying to make a, uh, trying to get, use a loophole, and they're trying to start a religion to use psilocybin, and I was like, fuck yeah, man. And, Hell like, yeah, dude. and the guy was like, yeah, man, I saw a post about your Zenden, and he was like, I figured you gotta be in. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. And he was like, he's like, how'd that, you know, he was like, yeah. <laughs> he's a <like>, classic. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, he's like. Classic guy I just met. Yeah. <laughs> classic stereotype of him <laughs> and uh he was like how did it start he was like you just decided to make that and i was like actually because everything leading up to it had to deal with like losing my brother leaving going back to athens and then like we needed this like i kind of wanted this room to go like relax and because i'm in the wake of this horrific experience and i was like well shit like i can't you can't explain the chicken without the egg and i was like 
And so I kind of explained what happened beforehand. And I was like, yeah, I kind of got to explain how the Zendan spiraled off into this own, became its own. I said, like, I, I thought I built it, but in hindsight, I can see that it's its own sentience. And it, it just used me as a host. It infected me and was like, go buy, go buy a waterbed lasers. I need to grow. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it ran off weed smoke and shrooms. Come yeah. in, come in here. Remnants of your bank account. Yeah, yeah. And so I started, uh, there's nothing in there that's not from a thrift store, which is the most impressive part. I think that the original Zenden might have been built for less than $100. That's surprising. Yeah. And so I started explaining that. And he was like, dude, that's pretty, he's like, that's really a pretty impressive story, man. And I was like, I literally just, I wrote that on the toilet. And I was like, maybe I'll just go post it and get motivated. And I was like, that might help some people. Cause like, cause Wait, I, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I, was, I might lose my internet points. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, God forbid. And, uh, I was like, all right, well, not my karma, no. <laughs> dude. Some I saw some guy pointed it. Just said one of one comment was, "Holy fucking shit, you're such a liar." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." I was like, "Well, the thing that would make a story great is that it's unique and it's not something you see every day. <laughs> that doesn't I mean, mean it's even fake. If you're a liar. You're just a storyteller." Yeah. It doesn't help that I posted links and pictures and videos of everything I cited. And, Too long uh, didn't read, but you are a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to listen to a word you're saying or analyze or give it any I'm original thought, but I can tell you through and through <laughs> that. Look, I didn't read it, but I can tell that you spelled things wrong. <laughs> I've, spent, I've spent enough time on here to know that this isn't real. Yeah. yeah. And another guy kept messaging me and he said, like, Wow, you do anything for fucking attention, and I just I look at my the account and I go, I haven't made a I haven't made a post with this account in like a little over a year. Yeah, <laughs> and even then, yeah. even that it was just annually I'd go and post my pre med study guides when they I knew all of them were taking the MCAT. I was like, I, right. I don't even use this account. I the reason I never deleted it was like sentimental value. I just I, I, I've had it for like six years. Too much post history. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise I always, I just make accounts and keep them for like two months and then just get rid of them. I don't like, I don't want to be like, cause like I'll go in and like have like true, argue, like true arguments and I'll be like, I don't want like people being like, Oh, is that Tommy? Oh dude, I didn't know you felt that <laughs> I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> and whatever, like, like politics, I don't like, to, I have my opinions, but I can keep them to myself. I don't need people being like, Oh, so that's how you feel. Oh yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just getting in deep with that mental state from you know just like you own like one like verbose rant from the night where you didn't really know if you even supported your own opinion the next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wasn't sure. Yeah, about yeah, time to change the numbers at the end of that account. Wasn't sure. Wasn't sure if I was just uh, you know fucking coked out and drinking Everclear. <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah. we need to invade what Yemen. That, what does that mean? Nah. <laughs> Let me tell you why we need to invade Yemen. More drones. <laughs> Tommy, you, you got a pretty you got a pretty dark foreign policy. <laughs> but apparently so. Yeah, I posted it and I got a lot of like private messages are saying like you know, like wow, like that really helped or like yeah, I was hooked on like heroin or like, you know, I lost a sibling to suicide. And I was like you know, and I was like, What like I need to start submitting it sometime or another and I was like, might as well just well, you know, it's it's a way to practice submitting things, and I don't I don't sleep, I don't know how you would start submitting 
work to publishing companies, but um, just anything <laughs> along the, the lines of the hundred page story that you sent to Reddit, you know, yeah, send that to someone who may down the road want to publish your book, yeah. Or, because it give you some kind of money to do any what any front trying to do right now. Because like, the thing is, anything who will, anybody that will sit there and listen to you exactly, exactly. And because <clears throat> the thing is, it's been like off and on, kind of going here and and like my parents have been cool because you know it's not like it just all that stuff ended when I got home. Like more shit went on. Like I don't know if I told you, for like two months I was freaked the fuck out in the spring because I had a growing lump on my testicle, and I was like. I was like, it freaked me out. And I was like, I was like, fuck, came this far. I'm going to get taken out by ball cancer. Yeah. And, uh, it, Test, or, yeah, or you'd be the guy with one nut. Yeah, know? yeah, solo nut. And, but I mean, it seems like you've done a good job at finding ways to to funnel your your rapid thought system that, you know, you putting it on paper has worked extremely well for you. Yeah. But, Figuring out like what to do with all that work, uh-huh. it is you know it seems to be be that that roadblock that you could use it, some it is. professional it's, help you know figuring out what to do with it. Yeah, it's like it's like the niche that Google served. We had all this information on the internet, but no one knew how to you know, in, index what it. What do we do with it? Yeah, the really smart kid, Pat Robbins. Yeah. his uncle had an idea for indexing the internet in like the nineties, but like couldn't get funding. Yeah. His uncle fucking created Google. <laughs> yeah, he should have done it himself. His uncle also had a con, was also funded by NASA because he was the first one to ever cryogenically freeze an animal and then bring it back to life. Holy shit. It, it was a parrot, but they ne- but they ended up dropping his, his funding because although the parrot lived, it was frozen for a week and then came back. It, it was just... It turned into an angry psychopathic parrot. <laughs> like some biochemical <laughs> processes went horrifically wrong. Like neurotransmitters <laughs> never really got fired. <laughs> they said this thing would like try to rip off its own leaves and like it like shit. Ate. <laughs> like went bad and shit. Might as well should have been dead. Cockatoos and other birds like that are they're highly emotional animals that like go through se- severely depressive states and really? manic states like that. So I could only imagine what killing one for a week and then bringing it back to life would do. <laughs> yeah. You know, put it in like this zombified, I shouldn't be here, here anymore state. What the fuck has happened for the past however long, you know? A timeless interval. Has it been yeah. a week? Has it been a billion years? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's probably freaking the fuck out, you know? He's a smart parent. He doesn't know what just happened to him, but he knows that it was probably something fucked up. <laughs> it, was, it was some fuckery. Yeah, and he's still mad about it. Yeah, so, yeah he's gonna you know poop and shit and rip out his own feathers because he's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's like a self-immolation, setting yourself on fire and protesting the Vietnam War, except he was ripping out his feathers and shitting. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, like Google, I need to take all that work I have and uh, an index. And that's one thing I, d- I do is I never delete any of my writing. Like, Why I would have, you? What? Put it in the folder and call it you know Tommy's crazy thoughts. Well, and, like, and that's the thing is it. some people do. Oh, I can't find it. Like. Dude, I have ideas where I'll write them down at a bar, drunk, sophomore year of college, and I'll pull it out five years later and be like, perfect puzzle piece. Like, mm-hmm. I used, like, an update I made on the post today was, a uh, was like a realization I had about, uh, like, the, like, the nature of now and meditation and, like, the flow of time, but it was, like, six months after my psychedelic experience, and I... Yeah. had this like manic flood of ideas and just wrote 
like five pages on my phone. That's that's how it came to me. Like when I was at Austin, like just like literally like a manic flood of ideas. Like it, I got stuck on cosmology and like the formation of our solar system and like mass that's given off through the sun's radiation and like how that like terraforms into you know, like dust clouds and planets, and solar winds and shit. God, yeah, it just, it, like it just it drove me fucking insane because it was so mind blowing. <laughs> dude, yeah, there's dude, fucking. <laughs> Tesla would always talk about not comparing us to Tesla because we're dumber than his testicles. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a half baked idea about meditation on drugs and not Tesla creating uh, creating time machines and shit. But Tesla used to say that his ideas, he said they weren't his. They said he was a, a conduit for a, a greater knowledge, and he would just yeah. have these bursts of creativity, like uh, like I said the other day, Aldous Huxley in the Mind at Large. You aren't you. Your brain is a spigot, and the mind at large is a water tank the size of the universe. In normal everyday life, you're just a spigot dripping consciousness out. And if you stay up for a couple days in a row, or if you take a bunch of mescaline, what you do is you break the spigot off for a couple hours. And you love that shit, didn't you? What? Mescaline. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. Weren't they self medicating in Brave New World, too? Yeah, but that was Soma. That was like, that was like, like a Xanax alcohol pill, basically. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a muscle relaxer. Yeah. Or yeah, it was just supposed to be make you dumb and happy. But Huxley yeah. loved mescaline. There's in uh, Doors of Perception, Huxley said, uh, took some mescaline and like basically one of his friends interviewed him and he was just fucked up. And uh, he was answering these kind of, he was saying when he looked at a bookshelf, his friends like uh let's do spatial orientation like um uh, uh i'm gonna point at a couple books tell me which one's the biggest how far apart they are he was completely off but what huxley was saying what the when the, when they later went back to look at the information the books that were the biggest were books that huxley was like oh well that's the topic i'm most interested in and so like what he thought were like these big books and they'd have like elaborate gold lettering and then books he didn't care about were like these pamphlets but it'd be completely off like a dictionary yeah, would be a pamphlet and then a, like a notebook synapses would be, crossing yeah um but and then einstein too einstein when he talked about relativity he'd say that they'd come to him in these insane meditative states and he'd say it was him being contacted by like another life where he'd be like like i'm not thinking of this like i'm being shown it's literally just being channeled out of his head. To, to, to yeah, paper. yeah. It's happening so fast in your head. Yeah, and that's like, dude, when I was peaking on all of that the acid, like, I, like, like seeing like the nature of now and like, like, like a like a fast forward time lapse gif of like what I said, like dirt and rocks turning into trees, turning into houses, turning into civilizations, and then like. Oop, and then you were born, and then you live, and then you dis. It was like, you know, it's it's like the Zen Den didn't just happen. There was years of shit leading up to it, and years of shit after it. It was like your life. Okay, you live for eighty years, but there's you really there's like five hundred years before you, and like five hundred right. years after of like your generations that you leave and the effects they have. And I was just like watching that whole thing play out, and like. It was, it was watching like, I was like seeing the earth and it was like, you know, what I just took is like hills 
like, oh yeah, yeah, Athens has some hills. They're great for running. It was actually like, no, like, <clears throat> like there's tech, you know, like tectonic plates and shit, and sediment, sedimentation deposits are, they're changing, but they're changing on a geologic, a literal geologic uh, pace that it goes so slow, it's an imperceptible to you. But if you were to fast forward time enough, you could watch hills moving like waves over thousands of, you know, if millennia went by in milliseconds, yeah, you would watch, you would watch entire mountains and you'd watch the Great Plains just going like, woo, 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 and it was like everything is in a constant state of like wiggle. And it was just like too much. It was just, they're just coming in all at once. And it was like, oh, that's why, that's why we're not meant to see all that at once. <laughs> you're a fucking little, because yeah, brain brain yeah i'm having this mindset but i'm sure if someone came in the room and looked at me i was like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. season out yeah there's there's some great time-lapse videos of um of like rivers changing formation and decaying and like building like like acquiring like entirely entirely new estuaries and just completely really? different routes and everything just like over you know just from like um you know earth decaying and, and things like that just natural process jesus i wonder what the best time lapse are or like the longest one is i don't know this is one like taken from google earth that i'm oh, really that i'm thinking of yeah oh shit See if we can find the link. I mean, it's a pretty popular video. Let's see. Dude, how long until... I guess never mind. Probably going to use this for the bottom line. I was going to say, until we have, like, live Google Earth. Yeah, look up uh, Google time-lapse. Uh, Zaragoza River. If you, if you just type in river time-lapse, it's, like, the first thing that pops up. Zero goes up. Holy shit. Yeah. It's not even the one that I was thinking of, but I mean, it's a, it's a really good representation of it. Yeah, how like if you if you move move things up or slow things down a certain, for whatever necessary orders of magnitude, everything's flowing and it's like weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the Bill Hicks quote, man. Oh, wait, I can do it on here. I forgot. I don't have to send things to you. I'm becoming smarter. Why you sending something on Facebook? <clears throat> no, I'm going to pull it up on here. <coughs> no, it's... From Valdosta. How about a positive LSU? 
Cassidy story. Wouldn't that be newsworthy just once to base your decision on information rather than scare tactics and superstitions and lies? I think it would be newsworthy. Today, a young man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we're the imagination of ourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. Fucking <laughs> uh, Bill Hicks, dude. Classic Bill Hicks. Classic. How do I... You have to go back to the... Yeah, dude. Bill Hicks, man, Valdosta, Georgia. Crazy, man. Yeah, dude, he died at like 33 from pancreatic cancer. Shit, really? He didn't even tell any of his friends. He was, he told him like a week before he died. Selfish fuck. <laughs> and, and, uh, he, uh, uh, speaking of you looking like Billy, we should have Billy on. Billy's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Uh, I was trying to find a, 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 a screenshot text from him <laughs> from one night where like we were in Atlanta and Billy got a uh, Billy got lost from us and went the wrong way and he ended up in like Buckhead and uh whoops and uh did he accidentally take an Uber 15 minutes north no what no 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 he like walked the wrong way uh-huh. <laughs> and cause Billy's from Boston and uh like we couldn't find them, and I woke up to a bunch of fucking texts, and they're amazing. I love it. One of my um, one of my New Years, I spent in Auburn, and it goes to those like next morning texts that you get, and it was from my buddy who I was meeting up with, or you know that I like spent New Years with, and I just knew like he left. Yeah. I was just like, all right, he, you know, he's fine. So yeah. I'm just going to keep enjoying my night. The text the next day was, hey, man, I had to go to the hospital last night, but it's all good. My aunt's coming to get me. No explanation. <laughs> no explanation at all. So called him the next day. I was like, what the fuck happened? He was like, man, the bar we were at, I slipped on the ground and I fell and I cut my hand on some glass. Like I gashed, gashed his hand open. I had to get like eight stitches or something. Jesus fuck. In a beer bottle. And while he's telling me this, I'm going back to my night and me and my other two buddies that I was with, one of them accidentally dropped the beer on the ground <laughs> and it smashed on the ground and they all started laughing. And then my other buddy had his like full beer in his hand and just smashed it on the ground. And then next thing you know, we've smashed like four beer bottles on the ground. Like, you know, it's late. We're just fucked up. And so like we leave the room and apparently like five minutes after this happened, my other guy, uh, my other buddy Tom walks in, slips on the beer that we just spilled on the ground, falls and cuts his hand on the glass that we just shattered. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that one was on us. We spent the night in the hospital, and we partied in his city, in his bars. Had a great time. Dude, there was a really weird coincidence one time. I was picking my friends up 
in downtown. I was the DD because I had no life and studied. And uh, we're driving back and we're like taking this right turn. And there's this kid trying to beat like the crosswalk, but he's not even beating it. He he, he can't walk. It's just not there. It hasn't been there for several seconds. There's traffic. And I'm driving. This kid just, he's just running across. And I was like, holy fuck. And I like slammed on the brakes and hit him. And he like rolled up onto my, uh, rolled up onto my, no, no, no. It wasn't us to hit him. We saw a car do this. We slammed on the brakes because we're behind the car who also slammed on his brake. And this, this car just hits this kid. And he stands up and says, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And the car was like, what the fuck? And kept driving. So we pull up and I was going to be like, hey man, are you all right? And we're pulling up and I'm like, hey man. And then my friend that I picked up, Chris is like, Bush? Alex? Alex Bush? And it's it's his friend that he hasn't seen in forever. He, he's yeah. the friend of our friend's older brother. The kid that was dressed like an intern on that New Year's Eve night. His friend's older yeah. brother. He's like, Bush! Bush, get in the car. Bush was like, oh, all right. This kid's just pissed drunk, and he gets in the car. And uh, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. And I was like, all right, yeah, we'll take you back. And he's like, I was like, Chris, this is your friend? He's like, yeah, this is my friend, Alex Bush. Uh, I was like, what's up, man? I'm Tommy Kerrigan. And he goes, oh, man, I know your brother, Charlie. We're boys. <laughs> and I was like, really? And so we start driving back to our place, and we're just talking. And we're pulling up to my house, and he goes, he goes, no way, you live here? I lived here last year. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And like, now I remember Benji's older brother, David, did live here. I don't know who his roommates were. And uh, he goes, yeah, man. And uh, he's like, oh, cool, we're going upstairs. And he, he's like, they're just following and talking. And I'm like, where? I'm like, oh, fuck it, all right, I'll have some beers with them. And we're like, following. And he's like, yeah, man, you mind if I like use your bed? He's like, oh, wait. Does your bathroom have like some little holes in the wall? I was like, yeah, it looks like there was an airsoft battle. And he goes, yeah, I was chasing David up here one night. We were really fucking coked up, and like he jumped in the shower and like threw the the fucking curtain across, and I couldn't get through, so I started shooting at the wall, hoping they'd bounce on him. And I was like, I remember thinking one day in the shower doing like CSI work, and I was like, it looked like there was an airsoft battle, and he probably couldn't shoot through the curtains. And that's and, what that was. Yeah, and he goes, Oh, nice, man. This your room? No way, dude. It used to be my room. And I'm just like, I need to go buy a lot. Like, I need to go buy a lot. I saw you get hit by a car. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, and I texted my brother Charlie, and he was like, Oh, yeah, man. Tell Bush what's up. And I was like, What the casual? F-? Yeah, it turns out he was two years above me. I went to the same high school as me. Played football with my brother Charlie. I was like, what the fuck? And another time, like a year prior, we're at my buddy Zach Cambia's place in downtown Atlanta, who I don't know how the hell he's a fucking, he was an art major at Georgia State, but he has this. How he pays two grand a month? Yeah. Dude, this pass had to be way more than that. This place was balling 43 floors up. Like, insane. And we're playing beer pong one night, summer after freshman year, and it someone swats it and the ball just goes just right off the balcony down into like the pool area and these kids are like hey we got your ball and we're like we've lost several that night we're like all right we'll come down so we send like two friends down and they're talking and one of my friends has on a pie shirt they're like hey man we graduated st pius like 2005 and they're like oh man we graduated 2009 so we were freshmen when you got like when you were freshmen in college. We never were there at the same time. They're like, cool. And, you know, they're just pissed drunk. And I guess my friends are like, 
come on up, man. And they're like, all right. And well, so, good to fucking see you. And so they come up and we're talking or whatever and it like gets going and I'm talking and like we're out there and I'm just drinking and like we get talking and eventually these kids are like, wait, what's your last name? And I was like, Kerrigan. They're like, is your older brother John? And I was like, yeah. They're like, hey man, like back in like 2003, like your brother and I were in a band together. So I text John. I was like, do you know a so-and-so? And he was like, oh shit, man, he was my drummer. And I was like, <laughs> Man, I'm convinced we live in a simulation. This isn't real. <laughs> yeah, I got a good coincidence story for you. So I'm back in my hometown, Lagrange, Georgia, and it's like 2012. And I'm hanging out with classic 2012. Classic 2012. All right. about that Lagrange. Hanging out with my buddy Sean, and I mean, what, like, what we love. Wait, what Joseph was his last? What was his last name? Riggs. Oh, I was gonna say. One of my brother's friends, they played football with his name, Sean O'Toole. Went to LaGrange. <laughs> I was like, holy fucking shit. Wait, Sean O'Toole? Yeah. Big guy? Yeah. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You just got me so but, excited. Um, so we're at this random apartment complex, buddy of a buddy, and joking about like you know, funny shit that happened in middle school. And I was like, hey, man, you remember Mark Gates? He's like, yeah, of course I remember Mark Gates. And uh, I was like, you remember that time Mark Yates wore flip-flops to school, but his flip-flops broke, so he duct-taped the flip-flops to his feet and just walked around with flops like that. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, man, that was crazy shit. Like, I can't believe you did that. And he's like, it's funny you mentioned Mark Yates. He actually lives in this apartment complex. I was like, no way. And he's like, yeah, he actually lives right, right up there. I was like, no shit. And he's like, oh, wait, he's actually right there. <laughs> and we look up. And he's just sitting out on his front porch smoking a cigarette. And he's like, who the fuck y'all, y'all talking about me? Like, Man, we, we've been sitting and telling stories for like 30 minutes. What was and that? Like Mark just came up. What's up, guys? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Mark. Yeah, dude, he actually lives at this apartment complex. He actually lives right there. He's actually right there. <laughs> there he is. I hadn't, I hadn't seen him. Dude, uh. There was a, my, so the kid that knew Alex Bush is my friend, Chris Daniello, who didn't know anyone in Georgia, went to school, grew up in Philly and just decided, no, oh, I'm going to go do, do something new for college. So he just picked a party school, went to smartest shit. You can just do that. And he just came down to UGA, got to know my friends freshman year. Uh, and then when I transferred there, I got to know Chris through osmosis and, uh, ended up living with Chris my senior year. Nice. And, uh. Chris and I are hanging out. It's like I had met Chris my junior year, but I was also still a studying machine and like met him once or twice. So, but it's like senior year, and I'm acting more like a normal human. And we're hanging out one night. It's just him and I, and we're like drinking and smoking. And I was like, "So why are you in Georgia?" And he was like, "Huh?" I was like, "I don't know what high school you went to." It's like I'm from Philly, and I was like, "Just chose Georgia." And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like. Probably should have known. Probably should have known that. And he was like, "Yeah." And so we were just talking, and uh, <laughs> and he was uh, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "My freshman year, he's like, I my roommate was this kid named uh, uh, Jacob." And I was like, "Jacob Demet." And he was like, "Yeah, you know Jacob." And I was like, "No, no, no." I was like, "My friends Cal and Dan uh, from Valdosta, they went to a high school called Stars Mill, and." Uh, I guess Jacob went to their high school because I met David through, I met Jacob Demet through 
my UGA mm-hmm. friends one time when Cal was up here. Cal was like, oh, what's up, man? I went to high school with him. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, I know Jacob. He was my roommate. And th- and then I got to know David and your friends because we were on the same hall. I was like, oh, small world. And he's like, yeah, I didn't really know anyone at UGA. And it was like, so it was only like a month in, or two months into school. And uh, Jacob said he was going down to Valdosta for, uh, for some Halloween thing. And I was like, you went down to Valdosta, Georgia? And I was, I was like, dude, that's where I transferred from. And he was like, oh, no shit. And he was like, yeah, man, Jacob's really, Jacob's friends with this girl named uh, Abby Spacel. And I was like, I was like, dude, I knew, I was like, I knew her. He's like, yeah, she invited me. She was asked to some like fraternity party, like Undertake or something. And I was like, dude, that was Pie Cap's Halloween thing. <laughs> I was a pledge. And he was like, really, dude? And I was like, yeah, man, but I was sick that night. I had like, a horrible cold, and I, like, had fractured my wrist, so that the brothers, like, let me go home and sleep that night. And he was like, oh, shit. And he was like, yeah, I remember, like, Abby's dorm sucks, so we went and stayed at uh, Jacob's friend's dorm, Cal, because Cal was a pledge, and so his his dorm was empty that night, because Cal was out driving brothers around. And I was like, you were in Cal's dorm? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I was directly one floor above Cal's room. Like, I could, like, hit the ground in Cal's I was like, I was just sleeping in my room that night. He was like, so you and I were just literally, like, ten feet apart. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, huh. (laughs) I was like, ah, cool story, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Funny how things be like that. (laughs) Funny how things be like they do. Damn, yeah, y'all were literally, like, 20 feet from each other. Yeah, so cute. My, my, uh, my great uncle uh was your grunkle it's <laughs> 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 casual yeah me and my grunkle <laughs> me and my grunkle your hoot don't interrupt me my grunkle uh cow cow <laughs> we hold on please grunkle we hold on please <laughs> my <laughs> my grunkle bunkle uh he uh, he was on D-Day. He was like 18 and like stormed the beaches of Normandy, Lamont Beach. And uh, he was all, he was in the Navy and they, I guess after like the European theater, he was in like the Pacific theater. And their, their ship went to rescue this other ship that like ran out of fuel, just like never got fucking supplied, like resupplied. Mm-hmm. And they went to, like, tow it out of where it was because they knew, like, an enemy armada was going to be coming through there, like, a week later. Anyway, them. anyway, so they, he's just, he's that, do you know what holy adoration is? It's, like, the Catholic Church, it's, like, the Eucharist, it's, like, some special ceremony during some part of the liturgical year where, like, you don't leave the Eucharist alone for, like, a week, like, 24 hours a day, someone's in there praying, it's something. Anyway, he's in there. He's like 75, and he's uh, in there talking, and there's some other guy there, and they're both wearing like their veterans' uniforms. They get talking and talking and talking. Turns out my uncle threw the rope to him. Holy shit. In 1944 fucking Pacific Ocean. Isn't that insane? They're in the same church, same city. No one else there, just them two sitting in a pew. Just like, you tell me there's not a higher power in the world. Yeah. I mean, I am the higher power. Don't you ever, yeah. don't you ever fucking forget that, kiddo. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's, that's some you know, faith, destiny right there. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, we live you in You don't even read a Bible when something like that happens. Dude, I, 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 we live in a simulation, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. 
It's wild. Yeah. Fucking. It's like. You seen? I watched a video the other night. There's some guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson's interviewing him. Yeah, I just finished um, his books for astrophysics for people who don't have time. Is it good? Yeah. Is it called? It's that? short too. I mean, you could read it in uh, you know, probably two or three hours. Really? I got probably a book. Faster. I got a book of his called uh, "Into the Black Hole." I started reading a bit ago. There might be a. I don't think it's a free ebook, but I mean, you can get it for like ten bucks. It's, I mean, it's awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, uh, Here, let me grab it real It's a small ass book. Like I, I bought it when I the flight and I had one layover on the way to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I, I mean I read the entire thing like on the way to Atlanta. It's a good read. Fuck yeah! yeah it's been like top the idea of the New, York, New York Times bestseller for a couple weeks. Really? Yeah. I think it's Neil deGrasse. Server. You see, living in one reality or another, I just live in the larger reality. People probably over the course of, you know, the next few months. Yeah. Right, you're blocking the message. Not equations that joined you to consciousness, joined you to avatars, make sure leads you to a set of equations that are. Okay. Because that's possible, but I <laughs> pictures who realize that information is at the core of our existence. When you then try to understand these pictures, you find out that buried in them are computer codes, just like the type that you find in a browser when you go surf the web. And so I'm left with the puzzle of trying to figure out whether I live in the matrix or not. <laughs> Wait, you're blowing my mind at this moment. So you're saying <laughs> we're an individuated dude of consciousness playing a total immersion virtual reality game wherein our avatars make choices and appear to have physical bodies and live in physical space. Are you saying your attempt to understand the fundamental operations of nature leads you to a set of equations that are indistinguishable from the equations that drive search engines and browsers on yeah, our computers? That is correct. So, wait, wait, I'm still, wait, I have to just be silent for a minute here. (laughs) Information is the meaning, the content, the message, not the media, not the code symbols. So you're saying as you dig deeper, you find computer code writ 
in the fabric of the cosmos into the equations that we want to use to describe the cosmos yes computer code computer code strings of bits of ones and zeros it's not just sort of resembles computer code you're saying it is computer code it takes a consciousness to get the information information requires a consciousness time to go home i think i'm not where are we going to go so so are you saying we are all just there's some entity that programmed the universe and we're just expressions of their code well i didn't say that but some of those like are, the matrix that's what you said to answer your question more directly i have in my life come to a very strange place because i never expected that the movie the matrix might be an accurate representation of the place in which i live quinn what Okay, go in. Isn't that crazy? Dude, it's wild. A bunch yeah. of ones and zeros. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Cosmic stretching shit. I don't know. You know, like what kind of equations that they're actually talking about. Yeah, I do what? Cosmic code. Yeah, but I was listening to another. There's apparently a thing called error correcting code by a, a guy named Claude Shannon, a mathematician that invented it in the 1940s or discovered it. And, uh, they're talking about how it's the same thing that, uh, yeah, like software and search engine search engines use to like run statistical anomaly or just run statistical analyses and like run it to an end to see what would happen or something. And they're saying that in the future, as the singularity goes on for infinity, eventually the entire universe might become a computer, and it might become so powerful. It can act, like right now it takes the most powerful supercomputer in the world something like and I could be completely wrong on this but something like a week to accurately run a simulation of one minute of a protein folding at the molecular level so choose like any random protein in your cell and whatever like a ribosome or a sarcoplasmic reticulum whatever model it to down accurately down to the atomic level and then see how it behaves for a minute it takes a week to run that minute simulation or what it would do over a minute you think of because there's you know yeah some experience yeah uh, yeah and so a computer you think it would become more powerful enough i mean godlike that it could accurately run the entire life of the universe down to you know, the infinite level, so it would be Planck scale. If a carbon atom was the size of the solar system, Planck space would be the size of the spaces in a screen door. They think it would be able to run a simulation to that level of resolution for mm. billions of years. And it would be able to do that, and it would have a, a, an indistinguishable preservation or recreation of reality. And it would have that forever, and it could run it like a like you could buy a movie and instead of seeing it once in theaters, you could watch the movie at home whenever you want. Right. And that life right now might be that simulation just playing. It could be. Yeah. It makes sense. What the fuck? It's deep shit. Yeah, man. That's why. I, that's why I couldn't fucking work in an office from nine to five. <laughs> I can't justify it anymore, man. 
Yo, Tommy, I'm going to hit the hay, man. All right, faggot. Love tomorrow. Hit me up. All right, dude. See you, bro.